Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not a fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking a white male. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This is Beauty and the Beta. And we will make America great again. Hundreds of thousands converged on a stage near the National Mall where adults listened to children demanding change. The faces of idealism and possibilities. The faces of youth, which for generations have led the way in calling for social change, sometimes at great risk. The exodus is here. If you listen real close, the happy world of the you can hear the people in power shaking. Let's get Welcome to the revolution. I have a dream that enough is enough. And that this should be a gun-free world. Period. When they give us that inch, that bump stock ban, we will take a mile. We are not here for breadcrumbs. We are here for real change. We are here to leave. You are fake news. Very fake news. Skag free over he is. Hello and uh, welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can't ask anyone about that. People often do, I'm told. This is Beauty and the Beta. My name is Matt Christensen, flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Bond. Welcome. Hello. We had a good chat with uh, with Brittany Pettibone this week. I, I Correct me once and for all. Is it Pettibone or Pettibone? I should have asked her that. Pettibone. Pettibone. Brittany Pettibone. Yeah, we got to chat with her on Thursday uh, about her famed UK detention. So that was fun. I'm glad she made uh, time for us, and that yeah. was very kind of her. So that uh, that interview will air to close the show. Uh, in the meantime, we'll start with a um, brief look at whatever's going on with this spending bill. You've got the details on that. You can. Catch me up but to now speed. I'm all conflicted. That now that I've seen these tweets about the military building the wall, so I don't know. We're going to talk some 4D chess theories, but we're going to try to keep it short. So yet another dimension to be explored <laughs> in the the puppet mastery. You know. Yeah. Uh, you heard it there in the intro. All the wise children have spoken, and we are all to take heed. Uh, <laughs> Saturday's march for our lives rally was uh was yesterday obviously we'll break down all the speeches you need to know and uh, of course be total scumbags in the process for rebutting children but if you don't want us to rebut children stop trotting the damn kids out there but it wasn't just your usual like trio of david hogg and emma gonzalez and cameron caskey they were there but they the worst like the worst stunt to me is trotting out martin luther king's granddaughter Oh god how old is she she can't be more than like eight eight Uh, yeah Maybe a little bit. I mean, ugh. It, it, I'm not usually morality police guy, but that yeah. actually bothers me on a moral yeah, I was watching level. it today. I was like, this is gross. This grosses yeah. me out. Yeah, so we'll, we'll get through that. That'll be the bulk of the show. Um, but I want to use that to contextualize the, um, the school shooting in Maryland um, that ended very differently than the Parkland shooting, of course. But the media coverage, in comparison, is quite meager. Uh, I wonder why that could be. Hmm. Perhaps it doesn't fit a particular narrative that's being advanced. 
YouTube, in the meantime, is cracking down on gun content, which um, we spoke a little bit on Wednesday, but it's actually further in scope than I thought it was at the time. There's more to worry about here than than originally. And besides, we know YouTube is probably creeping into a future where you can't even show a gun on YouTube anyway, I yeah. presume. So, um, so we'll take a look at that in what I think is an incredibly stupid move. Uh, we'll look at some of the attacks of the week. The, there was an ISIS-inspired attacker in France, plus the, um, the Austin bomber. Not to be confused with the Boston bombers. The Austin <laughs> bomber. Uh, so he had the, that mysterious bombing spree, and then he bombed himself. Uh, sure in, in what is like somehow secondary news of the week. That's like, that's low yeah, really level news hidden. almost. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Plus uh, just a couple pieces of bizarre fast food news <laughs> that I was sharing with you. To round at a, out the show. One at a Wisconsin McDonald's and another at a Massachusetts Burger King. Very bizarre behavior at both of these establishments. And, uh, and of course we will take uh, super chats in between topics, 10 bucks and up on the Sunday show because we are no good low down. Money grabbers, we regret the policy, but we got to keep the Sunday show moving along. And I saw before the show, they're already at it. The ones okay. talking about my sexual escapades with yeah. David Hogg are already at it. So we'll get to those in due time. Don't worry. Oh, and we're not going to be talking Stormy Daniels. Didn't it just happen? I was just reading. An oh, article, yeah, yeah. But... That's tonight. I don't is, care. Uh... Breaking news. <laughs> Trump has had sleazy interaction with women, allegedly. Like, yeah, we <laughs> we knew that during the election. Yeah. But whatever. Um. But it will be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Thank you for liking the show on YouTube. Thank you for reviewing the show on Apple Podcasts. Thank you for giving us uh, support on Patreon. And thank you for emailing us. That's Beauty and the Beta at gmail.com. If you'd like to take us on the go in the audio format, you can find uh, this main show plus other extra stuff on the audio platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher. They're all linked in the description for you. Wherever you find your podcasts, you can find us. Real quickly, just got a, a trio of artwork to share. Uh, you'll recall last week that there was um, Mistress Velvet, I think was her name. She read Black Feminist Theory to her <sighs> slaves. Is that what they're, they're called? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, this is like Mistress Blonde. There. You're like, can I say this? Yeah, I know. I can't. She said I can't call, but her slaves are white, so it's okay. <laughs> so that's fine. But this is Mistress Blonde. You apparently read your slaves' Mein Kampf. Oh God! <laughs> You're saying this. This I, is from my mom uh, is so proud of me. <laughs> this is from yeah. Hi, Blonde's parents. <laughs> Look what she's achieved, and I've helped. Oh boy. Uh, this is from Frank Underwood. You're saying the, this is great artwork. The only way to improve it would have been to make Daryl Lamont Jenkins. Yeah, the slave. yeah. Although he would have been totally into that. We that's know all about his weird porn habits. That's true. He would have been very into that. So it wouldn't have been, um, it wouldn't have been torturous at all. No. Uh, we have one from Travis Valle, another, well, we have a couple of the alternate reality pieces, but here we are as old people. We look pretty good. I'm pretty happy with this. I was going to say, this is maybe like three years down the road. It's not too <laughs> far off. It's, it's, it's reasonably near future. Yeah, this is us in five years after we've been doing the show. Yeah, and uh, well, after we watch two hours of David Hogg, which we're <laughs> going to do tonight, maybe we'll look like this by the end of the show. Yeah, really. And um, and of course, we got Rich, who has just been killing it with the alternate realities each and every oh, week. This, this week, we are squatting fun. slobs. <laughs> Thank you, Rich. And and I was saying, this is not um, this is apparently a meme of sorts to which I'm unfamiliar. Squatting yeah, slobs yeah. is not a 
I think of like Grand Theft Auto 4. There were kind of some Russian characters I so. who fit I mean, this bill. Today he asked me, he's like, what's this this squatting slob? I'm like, well, it's a stereotype, you know, like Russian people playing gambling in an alley and they're squatting wearing their Adidas suits. He was they like, wear Adidas track suits? Yeah. <laughs> All right. I, I, I like you. the giant Persian rug behind me. That is <laughs> <that's> great. <laughs> Thank you, Rich. Uh, appreciate it. We do have uh, a couple of quick hitter stories I want to get through before we get into the, the main topics. You'll recall a few weeks ago that uh, you and I had a discussion at length about a California teacher who said members of the military are the lowest of the low. And we were trying to figure out what's the appropriate amount of public lobbying to get him fired, if yeah, any. Yeah, yeah. We, we had some disagreements about that. We had, we had a good argument. Yeah. And I think there was good discussion among the audience, too, because I think there are credible approaches to either um, in terms of being hands off and letting the locality decide, or in terms of saying, Oh, I don't know the uh, kids being indoctrinated with this nonsense anywhere in this country should be something we should fight back against. In any case, the result that I think probably everybody wanted in the end is what happened. So this guy got fired this week for his anti-military rant. Um, his name was, uh, Gregory Salcedo, uh, as we mentioned before, the uh, school board had a meeting to actually fire him. The, the firing was in closed session, but there was a public portion for public comment. Interestingly, there were only two people who spoke publicly. So not One, that much public outrage. See, people ride the outrage wave and then it goes away and it just disappears. Yeah, I wonder if it's just because this happened like a couple months ago, I think, or weeks ago, or if it's because people just didn't care in that locality. Um, I don't know, maybe a little bit from column A, a little bit from column hmm. B. So one was a local resident and one was a city councilman. They both spoke during the public portion saying they hoped that the board would fire him. Salcedo had been on paid administrative leave since the surfacing of that recording that we watched on this show. Uh, he was, I didn't, I don't recall if we mentioned this or not. I don't remember if I knew. We didn't. I was surprised when I saw this in the notes. Yeah. That he was also on leave in 2012 for hitting a student yeah. and in 2010 for allegedly threatening a student. Why was he allowed back after either of those incidents, let alone, both of them i don't know you'd have to ask the um whatever the school district there is at uh, el rancho high school this is in pico rivera uh, california i believe uh, there's also a petition circulating to get him removed from his seat on city council uh he also holds a seat on city council and that <laughs> might happen as well good salcedo has since apologized if anyone was hurt Aww, but not, not for the comments themselves yeah so i'm last... sorry you feel that way yeah, what he said uh, is quoted in this article here. If anything I've ever said or I've said has hurt somebody, it was unintentional, and I hope that apology can be taken sincerely. I don't know that people were mad about being hurt. I think they were mad about you indoctrinating children with an anti-military perspective. Um, I was not hurt by what he said. I think it was wrong, factually wrong. Yeah. It was not a matter of hurt, but... In any case, he's gone. So we're all happy, I guess. And then the other story we're probably not going to, we're not going to talk about at length tonight, unless super chatters maybe mention a little bit, but uh, Count Dankula was obviously convicted this week of being grossly offensive in violation of the UK's communications act. I spoke about it a little bit uh, in my video that I posted yesterday. So if you want to take on Count Dankula and check that out on my channel, but I feel like we've already spoken about this. Yeah, and, and, and free people have covered philosophy. it at length. Yeah. I mean, I will say that it, I, this all happened in the same week as Telford. And so the police just didn't look into Telford because it was just 
just too much trouble, you know, but they can uh, enforce their borders when white conservative young ladies are trying to get in and then they can convict Count Dankula on this nonsense charge. It's like their priorities are absolutely insane. Yeah. So the sentencing is scheduled for April 23rd. He faces up to six months in jail. What do you so think we'll is see happen? what can happen. I have no idea. That would be a maximum sentence. I don't know how lenient or not the UK court system would be to a first time offender, as I understand it. I'll probably get a fine, I would think. Let's hope it's not an exorbitant amount of money. All I hope is, obviously, I hope for what's best for him personally. I don't think he's a criminal of any kind. And I hope that whatever is least painful for him is the outcome. But if it's going to be a painful outcome, I hope that it inspires people in the UK to reconsider their laws. That, that's what right. I really hope for. And then there, the consequence of this also is that his name has been absolutely dragged through the mud and associated with horrible atrocities, even though yeah. that's not really what he was trying to convey. So he's already experienced, you know, a lot from this. Yeah. I hope that uh, hopefully it'll work out for him in some kind of entertainment gig of some kind or something. I hope. I hope, I hope this is just a blip on the radar of his life. Or maybe um, Buddha can do some, some commercials for EMs or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've never, um, I've never spoken with him, but he he strikes me as just a a good-hearted, funny guy. Jolly and it seems guy, like the yeah. kind of guy I'd like to hang out with. So, I hope it works out for him. Uh, before we hop into the budget bill, you'll cover that. I wanted to share a brief experience with um, with the process for me of getting a concealed carry permit here in the state of Montana, uh, because we're going to go through a lot of stuff tonight that, as we always do, that makes you, um worried about or pessimistic about yeah. culture in this country and whether we're going down the toilet or not. This whole process has been very encouraging for me, this process of getting a concealed weapons permit and shopping for a carryable firearm and all that. Um, but what happened for me on Monday was I went to uh, an actual handgun safety course that I have to pass to be certified to apply for the concealed weapons permit, which I did on Tuesday so that the Gallatin County Sheriff here will give me that permit but i signed up to do it with uh, there's a there's a trainer guy right near my house he's an ex-navy seal you go take his class for two and a half hours he teaches you about it wasn't even really about firearms it was more about what the law says about lawful and unlawful use of force and that was really interesting to learn about um but what was encouraging is it's this tiny office space that's like two blocks from my house it was packed with like 25 people in this tiny little space around this tiny little table and it wasn't just guys like me, and I don't mean, and I mean that demographically. Uh, it was a lot of women there, older people, younger nice. people. It was a wide representation of people, and we had to go around and state our reasons for being there, like what brought you here, why do you want to be here. Everybody's there for a very similar reason to me, which is, look, I care about being proficient in defending myself and my family and my property, and I see some forces in play trying to diminish my right to do that, and I want to make sure that I am as prepared um, and as well-equipped as possible to defend myself if the time were ever to come. And everybody had something to say along those lines. And like I said, it wasn't, it wasn't just young guys trying to get guns. Did anybody was... say they needed it for the coming race war? <laughs> no, they weren't quite that red-pilled. They weren't fully on, on board with blonde yet. Um, but no, nobody in there was crazy. It wasn't like Nicholas Cruz's being like, I got a bone to pick with, yeah. or this kid in Maryland, I got a bone to pick with my ex-girlfriend at school or something like that. Um, this is the stuff that you won't ever see on the news. You will see what we're going to watch momentarily about all these people advocating for gun control. What you won't see is a lot of people going to 
do quite the opposite, to be as prepared and proficient with yeah. and, and as compliant with the law as possible with weaponry. Um, and the other thing I wanted to say too, the other thing that was encouraging this week, and thanks to everybody who I've gotten countless emails, people recommending um, what their preferred carry piece is, you know, people wanting me to check out this, this gun or that gun. Uh, I did make a decision on a compact 1911 model from Springfield. I think it's really cool. I got it picked up this week. Um, but I got it from a gun shop, just a couple, couple of miles down the road here. I went in for the first time Tuesday and they already got it in for me special on by Friday. They're really quick, but it was this, uh, it's just like this old man and his wife, and a million guns and, and it was just it was so cool it's uh it's gallatin valley firearms they did a phenomenal job in uh not only getting me what i wanted very quickly but they sold it for cheaper than any place i was able to find it nice um including the internet and by the way when it came in guess what i had to do a background check and fill out all the paperwork no. there were it, there was no internet loophole i can't even <laughs> believe it uh and again, um, oh, and then I did actually go apply for the concealed weapons permit, too. That takes a little while, too. And when I was down at the sheriff's office, again, multiple people in line doing the exact same thing I'm doing for the exact same reasons. So, yeah, is it anecdotal? Is it just my neighborhood? Yes, but there are a lot of people just like me doing the exact same thing for the exact same reasons. You're not going to see it on CNN. You're not going to see it on MS- MSNBC. Yeah. We're not that isolated. There are a lot of people thinking the same things that we're thinking. And so that's that's a piece of cultural encouragement. And I, I'm really excited about it, really happy for it. And I'm happy that my neighbors take this seriously and they want to pre- be prepared to defend themselves and defend me and my family too. If something terrible like the Sutherland Springs kid comes around or something like that. I, I it, it was very encouraging for the community in which I live. I was very proud and happy of it happy about it yeah that makes me feel hopeful it's nice to get these little morsels of of hope every once in a while after all the shit that we have to dig through on the show yeah uh so uh speak we'll we'll return to our usual um pessimism now because we can talk about (laughs) the budget so let's do budget and then we can take a break then we'll hop into uh then we'll hop into uh the the march for our lives we're going to try to keep this one short. So if you really want to see a breakdown of the worst stuff from the omnibus bill, um, check out Rand Paul. I can't even believe I'm saying this, but check out his Twitter. He's been really diligent about this. So this was a huge failure for Trump. Uh, everybody's been talking about it this week. So to avoid listing all these things, let's just talk about the worst stuff that's <laughs> that's in here. So no funding for the border wall except for $1.6 billion, which is basically nothing. And that's only for reinforcing fencing, things like that. Um, This bill, over 2,000 pages, they have 48 hours to read it, so you know nobody read it. How can they even pass these things when when they know nobody's read it? It it blows my mind. Like, I didn't know very much about omnibus bills before um, I started researching this, and you can write in just basically anything. There's like a million things. It's opioids, it's the wall, it's defense spending and everything, and, and he just signed it, just... I can't even believe they can write it as quickly as they can. It's like everybody just writes a paragraph and they throw it in a blender and blend it all up and then everybody votes on it. It's it's absolutely crazy. I mean, presumably Trump signed this because it provides funding for the military. Um, So when I heard about this, the, the, the worst thing that you know was associated with the bill was um, was the border wall, because it also specifies you can't use the prototype, all the prototypes that he's been looking at. Um, But then today I was looking on his Twitter and they got 700 billion toward the mil- military, which is a uh, 591 billion more than last year. 
Um, and so I was like, what is going on here? Did he do do this just to reinforce the military? Well, there was a pay raise of 2.4%. Yeah, so the, but that does, that's not what that money is. Uh, no, I think it's included in the, in the 700 billion, right? I don't, I don't know. I, I, I just don't know what the pay raise costs. 700 billion towards the military, 591 for domestic agencies. Um, oh no, it's 66 billion over the increase of last year. I, I, I misspoke. So anyway, so I look on Trump's Twitter today and he says, much can be done with the 1.6 billion given to building and fixing the border wall. It's just a down payment. Work will start immediately. The rest of the money will come. And remember DACA, the Democrats abandoned you, but we will not. And he also said, because of the 700 and 716 billion dollars uh, gotten to rebuild our military, many jobs are created and our military is again rich. Building a great border wall with drugs, poison, and enemy combatants pouring into our country is all about national defense. Build the wall through the military. So I was on Gab, and uh, I guess it seems that he's going to use the 700 billion that he got to build the wall, to have the military build the wall. And if that's the case, then then I view this differently. But um, and, and I also, he has some discretion as, in terms of spending. Like, it doesn't have to. It, this isn't a budget. So he might be able to schmooze them a little bit more. Initially, I was like, this is terrible. And this is always what I do. I like, I look to Hartis and Ann Coulter to tell me how upset I should be about something. <laughs> and they were all black-pilled about it. And I'm like, God damn it, Trump really, he really fucked this up. But then I see this tweet today and I'm like, all right, if that was his plan, then I, I can't get behind this because we're functionally bankrupt and $1.3 trillion is an unfathomable amount of money. Also uh, in the context of a recent tax cut. I mean, yeah. that, that's the reality too. And um, even if you, a lot of people believe, I'm, I don't feel like I'm qualified with the, uh, or the economic, uh, academic qualifications to talk about this, but a lot of people believe that you cut, you cut taxes and you get actually a return on revenue generated because the, the economic growth creates more tax revenue. I don't know or not. All I know is drastically cutting taxes not cutting any spending is probably not the the solution that we're aiming for. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess nothing, nothing. There's no movement in DACA, so that's good. Dems didn't get that, but there's 500 million for Planned Parenthood. There's all sort billions of dollars to other nations' defenses and and increasing their border security. Yeah. Um, what uh, else? How ironic will, would it be if they're building walls? That would be great. <laughs> they are. They are. <laughs> um, doesn't defund sanctuary cities. That's a huge bummer. And then Trump, if you remember, um, he was able to get 2,000 additional ICE officers through executive order, and this bill capped it uh, at 65 additional ICE. So, so he's not—he doesn't seem to be getting 65 for the entire, not like a regional thing, the entire country. 65. 65. I mean, it's better than nothing, I guess. But uh, yeah, I mean, so I don't know what to think about this. I, I, I'm upset and but then i I'll, I'll entertain these 4d chess theories but it starts to seem ridiculous at some point i guess we have at some to point you gotta see i guess but how how long of a leash are you going to give them before you want you say you know what you've had enough time to have some bricks actually on the ground yeah. some brick and mortar actually being constructed for this wall and it hasn't happened yet yeah i mean who cares about our reinforcing our military military if we can't reinforce our borders i find this to be a bizarre political puzzle too because at some level it seems like there's a lot of political cowardice to actually get this done but honestly if i'm a republican politician or a republican strategist you want to campaign in 2018 and 2020 building the wall is like your number one selling yeah. point yeah but he's they, asking not... a lot of his base to extend you know a lot of trust and I, i'm kind of worn thin i i can't cast this in a good light this is ridiculous we we are functionally bankrupt i say this all the time we cannot afford 
so much of this and so much of it could we were giving like 15 million to china for some stupid i, I don't even know like why are we giving money it's pronounced china china however he says it yeah so I don't know. I mean, I kind of think that maybe his hawkish cabinet convinced him to do this because of the military spending. But outside of that, I, I can't really see why he wouldn't veto until better terms could be drawn up. Even his statement was a little bit weird. You want to listen yeah. to his statement yeah. on it? Let's uh, let's have a listen there. This is what Trump was saying about signing the spending bill, but he'll never do it again, guys. Just this once. As a matter of national security, I've signed this omnibus budget bill. There are a lot of things that we shouldn't have had in this bill, but we were, in a sense, forced, if we want to build our military, we were forced to have. But I say to Congress, really. I will never sign another bill like this again. I'm not going to do it again. <laughs> Nobody read it. It's only hours old. Some people don't even know what it is. $1.3 trillion. It's the second largest ever. But in this case, it became so big because we need to take care of our military. DACA recipients have been treated extremely badly by the Democrats. We wanted to include DACA. The Democrats would not do it. To prevent the omnibus situation from ever happening again, I'm calling on Congress to give me a line item veto for all government spending bills and the Senate must end the filibuster rule and get down to work. Hmm. Some procedural recommendations to think about there. I don't know what, and I don't know how I feel about um, oh, the line God. item veto. He, he did say specifically to spending bills. Um, I'd have to think more about... Uh, I'd have to think more about his recommendations there to offer an opinion. But I mean, that's, Ann that's Coulter was like, with. he's lost the house and he's lost 2020. And oh she's, boy. she's not too much of an alarmist. I typically listen mm. to her. So I don't know. I mean, I don't feel good about this. He does a lot of stuff that makes me think, why did I get you elected? Why did I help get you elected? We need another Hillary video quickly. <laughs> yeah, really. Another video of her right. falling down the stairs to remind me that she's not capable. <laughs> but... I don't um, want to dig into it too much more than that. People no, and, and I'm, I'm just not caught up on it enough to, to really offer a lot of insight on it. Um, that and look, this is one of those things kind of like net neutrality where I'm like, I know I should care about this. I know it's my civic duty. Right. I, when I see budget stuff, I just start yawning. And I know that I know that's a cop out. I know I'm not supposed to say that. Well, also, it's such a huge document and nobody really knows the extent. Yeah, there wasn't even time. Yeah. <laughs> That's my excuse. There wasn't time. That's what I'm going with. Yeah, Congress didn't read it. Why should you have to? I was too busy watching hours of David Hogg footage <laughs> that we're going to get to next. What was I supposed to do? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, before we hop into that, you want to catch us up on Super Chat and then, oh, then we'll torture everyone, including ourselves. We might... I, dead by the end of this stream when i was prepping for the show and watching these clips i was like maybe i don't want to watch these because i'm gonna have to watch them again i don't know i don't want to see this shit twice wow we've got tons of super chats so i'm just gonna go through a few right now sure uh samuel eddie said matt and i you guys got really gay right off the bat here yeah here we go um, matt and i once went to the gun rage and i unloaded my ar-15 that is all that happened <laughs> <laughs> well that just sounds like a murder that doesn't actually sound like a, a romance scene Alec Urban, Matt and I once made love at the March for Our Lives. He cocked my pistol and took all of David Hogg's in his mouth, if you know what I mean. <laughs> David's Hogg. Isn't that what he said? David's Hogg? It does say David's Hogg. David's yeah. Hogg, yeah. You guys are gross. Uh, Two-Way says, Meow, I once grabbed Matt's cat. Well, we got it lubed. We got it well lubed. Oh my God, you guys are so gross. You make me say the most disgusting <laughs> He's stuff. He's just talking about a gun, yeah. And then had a great reciprocating action. Sorry about that hair trigger. Oh, geez. 
Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I, I'll never forget. Thank you. This is Lightbringer. Blonde, FYI, all the gay jokes involving Matt are a manifestation of sexual frustration that you cause. You know that, right? I think it's just people are picking up on the homoerotic tones that Matt puts out, especially when he's talking about my brother. And, and that's the No, response. I think he's blaming women at large for just ruining <laughs> ruining relationships between men and women permanently. That's yeah, the way so I'm going to interpret that. Yeah. Uh, Space Whale, I always love the intros. Keep up the good work, you two. Oh, well, I love spending my Sunday evenings watching, listening to this fantastic show. Thank Appreciate you so it. much, it's, it's one of the more fun parts of my week is sitting down to to edit up the stupid intro bits. Yeah. So appreciate Today it. Today was good. Teenage Wasteland. That was a perfect choice. Yeah, had to. Had to. <laughs> Why Avier says, um, I went down above horseshoe harder than Hillary Clinton on an Indian staircase. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for waiting for me, Matt. Just blonde skier board. And not since I was a kid, but um, I've been thinking about getting back into it. I don't know. Ah. I don't yeah, like maybe moving sideways. Maybe you can come sideways. out here sometimes. Just, just Did you ever weird. snowboard or just ski? Just ski. I've tried to snowboard and it didn't go very well the first couple times are really brutal um but i have get surfed before and so i thought maybe i could it's kind of similar kind of similar I when i went surfing once i got up on the surfboard and in the wave it was similar to like a snowboard skateboard experience but the problem with surfing is the timing of actually getting yeah. up getting in the wave that's the challenge that's yeah. unique yeah, to yeah. that yeah it's just don't you want to be moving forward yeah, surfing is weird well plus the ocean just kind of freaks me out uh, fair I, enough i'm sort of scared of like moving water Filled with all it. these crazy deep sea creatures and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, Rich Ben, I accidentally found you guys a week and a half ago. So glad I have. But one thing I vehemently disagree with is <laughs> there is a reason Firefly was canceled before the season was over. It's the worst sci-fi show ever. Mm. You know, I've heard that from people and then people have told me to watch it. They're always saying, watch Firefly. I'm, I don't know. I'll have to check it out. It's or not, not I guess. I guess You're if not it sucks. Watch it. I don't have time, man. Uh, whatever. Thank uh, you. I appreciate it. Then welcome to the show. Appreciate it. Welcome. Uh, Daniel Lind, longtime lurker, first time donor, has some of my Swedish welfare you burned. <laughs> God. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, Daniel. <laughs> uh, Clear Grit said, I'd like to thank you for inspiring me to make my own YouTube channel talking about Canadian politics oh, well, and thanks. culture. Keep doing what you're doing. Love the show. Thank you. That is Clear Grit. I assume that that's also your YouTube channel. That's um, And that's high praise. That means a lot. It does. Really thank you for that. Uh, I'm just going to do three more right now. Spencer Vett, uh, your rebutting ideas, not children. Those kids are so idiotic. We're about to talk about this. They have no foresight. Looking fine tonight, blonde. Pick your game, Matt. I think maybe five women who watch this show. You know, we've been getting a lot of females calling in on the call-in show. I think that more yeah. chicks watch this. I get, I get an email from time to time, too. I'm thinking about maybe at some point having a, a female priority call-in show night just to prove that they're out there. Yeah, there'll be Maybe. five calls. And, and, and then we'll get back to the usual makeup. dudes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rainer Chen, the way leftists use children and cultural elites to push political agenda is nothing new as it was used by the Chinese Communist Party decades ago. Yes, also Stalin and Lenin. Um, American leftists wind up last to the children propaganda human centipede. Hmm. Uh, and then Sean Cousins, a big donation, but no note. And everybody oh, well, else, thank you so much, Sean. And everybody else, I will uh, circle back because I really want to get into March for Our Lives. Yes. Okay. So this is going to take a little bit. This is going to take a chunk of time because um, I want to go through the speeches that you got to see to, I would say got to see to believe, but my God, we've been seeing so much of this nonsense lately. Maybe they're not, not that unbelievable. Anyway, if you turned on a TV yesterday or went on the internet, I'm sure you saw big march in uh, mostly in Washington, D.C., but in dozens of other um, cities oh, as well, including Seattle. internationally. Yeah, you sent me the picture in Seattle. Like, that I idiot parade downtown. It looked like thousands of people. Yeah. The estimate is 200,000 in D.C. Seriously? 
but then I saw The Hill reporting an estimate up to 800,000. So it doesn't seem like anybody really knows. That's Hundreds quite, of quite thousands. Quite the discrepancy there. Yeah. I want to start with, so I, I went off the internet all day yesterday. I enjoyed my time. I, was, I knew this was going to be annoying. I didn't want to be at a desk or on my phone looking at this as it was developing because it was going to annoy me and piss me off. So I didn't see a screen until five o'clock last night and I turn on the NBC. Well, first I go on the internet and the first thing I see is David Hogg doing some kind of Roman salute <laughs> gesture, which we'll get to in a moment. And then I turn on the nightly news out here because I'm thinking, well, Let's see what let's see how NBC is covering this. I just want to see how they characterize the events and I'll watch Certainly it for myself. Fairly, right? Yes. So of course the narrative that NBC News is pushing on the nightly news on Saturday night is my God, look at these children teaching the adults. What a teachable moment for us foolish, naive adults. I can't believe it. Also, let's look at the historical examples of children teaching adults that have made it's made America the way it is today. It's to call this objective reporting. Again, we don't really do objective reporting on this show. We have values, perspectives. We're honest to about our biases. I, this stuff, this is the stuff of insanity. This is NBC nightly news last night trying to claim this is presumably objective reporting on the March for Our Lives. Young people taking the lead, determined not to make this a moment, but rather a movement. Good evening. Today we saw pictures of a nation made up of people of all ages, all races. Hundreds of thousands converged on a stage near the National Mall where adults listened to children demanding change. Oh, Today, the voices of a younger generation saying enough. Delaney Tarr from Marjorie Stoneman Douglas told us this is just a beginning. We know that the young people of our country are not going away because we're not going away. We're not going anywhere. We're going to just keep fighting every day of our lives. In fact, there's already another national school walkout day no, planned. That's for April 20th, oh, the anniversary of the Columbine another shooting. Today, it was about guns and violence in our schools. But look beyond the signs to the faces. The faces of idealism and possibilities. The faces of youth, which for generations have led the way in calling for social change, sometimes at great risk. The power and potential of youth recognized by Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. when he called for a children's march in Birmingham to demand racial equality. The Vietnam War would turn into the next big struggle here at home, with young people taking the lead in a growing anti-war movement. Then, as now, raising their voices for change. Then, America eventually listened. Now, a new struggle has just begun. Okay, and if you can't hear what they're chanting right there, hey, hey, NRA, how many kids have you killed today? Will America listen this time to the kids? Oh my God. Okay, so here's the thing too. Even if I grant the premise that youth participated in previous social justice efforts, say the Civil Rights Act or anti-Vietnam stuff, that but specifically the college students though. It wasn't like 11-year-old children and they were <laughs> trotting out in front of people. There's that. And specifically in the Civil Rights Act, what were we talking about then? We we're talking about giving people rights. Now we're talking about taking, taking people's away rights. rights away. There, there's quite a difference there. Even if I grant you the idea that children are at the forefront, which, listen, I'm no historical expert, but to your point, I have doubts that children were the ringleaders of, say, the Civil Rights Act or the anti-Vietnam war protests. No. 
But that is what happened in DC specifically. This is organized by the Parkland kids. And if you're ready, let's let's get into their oh, speeches. We'll start with David Hogg and Emma Gonzalez and Cameron Caskey. I've tried to keep these as brief as possible, but there's so much nonsense in these that I have to respond to them in order. I'll try not they're... to roll my eyes so hard that they get stuck in the back of my head. <laughs> yeah, you've got a wedding coming up. You can't have <laughs> eyes rolled back like that. It's not going to work. All right, let's start with David Hogg. David's Hogg. Let's go. If you listen real close, you can hear the people in power shaking. When people try to suppress your vote, and there are people who stand against you because you are too young, we say no more. When politicians say that your voice doesn't matter because the NRA owns them, we say no more. And to those politicians supported by the NRA that allow the continued slaughter of our children and our future, I say get your resumes ready. We will get rid of these public servants that only serve the gun lobby. And we will save lives. Let's put the USA over the NRA. Dictator. I say yeah. we will not stop until every man, every woman, every child, and every American can live without fear of gun violence. And to that I say, no more. Thank you. I love you all. God bless all of you. And God bless America. We can and we will change the world. A little wiener. You think okay, he got that... that suit off of a Ken doll? <laughs> uh, I, I, hold on. No, I can't do it. I, I had to, I'd have to click out of the video to play a rim shot for you. But you did earn it. I got to hand those out where they're, where they're earned. Um, so he had that gesture at the end. That, now, the, the, the audience for this was international, of course. Come across some translations of David Hogg's speech. I found out that people in Germany were listening. They were tuning in. This is what that sounded like for our, for our German friends. David Hogg's speech. Oh, wow. Okay. So, uh, so then we have Emma Gonzalez. Emma Gonzalez mostly just does a six minute. It's, I don't know how long it is, but it's a moment of silence that's supposed to represent. I think it was six minutes six for minutes and 20 seconds. I think the duration of the killing mm-hmm. in Parkland. And then she offers some commentary at the end of the, uh, of the moment of silence. Since the time that I came out here, it has been six minutes and 20 seconds. The shooter has ceased shooting and will soon abandon his rifle, blend in with the students as they escape and walk free for an hour before arrest. Fight for your lives before it's someone else's job. That already screwed up my format because I had some thoughts on David Hogg that I forgot to mention before we went into Emma Gonzalez because I want to comment on these rather than just play them in succession. But when David Hogg said public servants that only serve the gun lobby, he's talking about the gun lobby that's not like gun manufacturers okay he's talking about the nra he's talking about gun owner he's talking about everyday americans who own firearms and don't want their constitutional rights diminished that's Mm -hmm. what he's talking about when you say industry lobby it kind of implies like it's it's on the part of the manufacturers or people who are in that industry what you're talking about is just ordinary people when you say gun lobby Mm -hmm. david hogg that's what you're talking about you're talking about people like me yeah just regular people who say, mm, listen, David Hogg, I, 
You seem like a nice young man, but I'd prefer to be able to protect myself. Thank you. That's that's what you're talking about. Not stripped of a constitutional right by a bunch of mouthy teenagers. That's... <laughs> and his pipe dream that we're going to live in a society that's free from gun violence. Now, of course, there are certain there are some things we could do well beyond gun control that might minimize violent action taken by people. And I think we'd all like to see that. Yeah. Uh, having idea... fathers in the home would do more than any of this crap. But the idea that you're going to live in a society in which no one ever has to fear, you said gun violence, but I don't know why you'd want to specify that. How about just violence? violence you think right. you're going to live in a post-violence society? Yeah. Good luck. I would rather prepare myself for in the real violence videos, society. Uh, nobody addresses any root causes, not one person. Yeah. Uh, to Emma Gonzalez's point, she says, uh, oh, oh, the shooter was able, this is how much time it took. And then the shooter walked off campus and ditched his rifle and blended into a crowd before he was arrested an hour later. How was that? That sounds like a law enforcement problem. How is that a gun control problem at all? That sounds yeah. like law enforcement not, not doing its job. And then she says, fight for your lives before it's someone else's job. But also surrender your weapons to someone else. <laughs> how are you supposed to fight for your life if you're unarmed? With your words, you use your words. Yeah. And your passion. Hey, stop it. Yeah, that's, that's the family guy bit. Stop it right now. Cameron Kasky, here we go. Welcome to the revolution. It is a powerful and peaceful one because it is of, by, and for the young people of this country. Since this movement began, people have asked me, do you think any change is going to come from this? Look around. We are the change. The people demand a law banning the sale of assault weapons. The people demand we prohibit the sale of high-capacity magazines. The people demand universal background checks. Stand for us or beware. The voters are coming. Okay. Um, the pe to his points, the people demand that we stop selling assault rifles or whatever, you know, however he characterizes it. Um, not quite true. This is Here's some polling from... Um, Washington Post, ABC News, immediately after the Parkland shooting. It's a 50-46 a split on support versus opposition to banning assault rifles um, as they define them, which I'm not even sure how they define them in this particular poll. But the point is, it's definitely not people demanding that. And it's, um, it's skewed heavily by Democratic support for that. Republicans obviously heavily oppose. Even independents oppose 51-45. Mm -hmm. So... It's not clear that they demand what he's talking about. Right. He also says they demand high capacity magazine re um, reduction. I'm not sure if that's a part of this poll or not, but what I do find interesting, oh, we got to reload it here, is uh, it was uh, it is what Nicholas Cruz, uh, Nicholas Cruz used in the shooting as reported by the Miami Herald. Cruz went in with only 10 round magazines because larger clips would not fit in his duffel bag, as reported in the Miami Herald. So, I guess ban the high capacity magazines if you want, but the shooting that spawned your whole movement used magazines that are compliant with your, your average high capacity magazine ban in yeah. a lot of States that have this type of regulation, 10 rounds is the limit. And Nicholas Cruz would have been in compliant with that. He killed all those kids in that short amount of time. And by the way, the next guy who wants to do it will do the same thing. Right. He'll use a 30 round mag or a 10 round mag. Doesn't matter. And they're so deterministic about it. They're like, if they, if he didn't have access to assault weapons, this wouldn't have happened. But I don't know how many times I have to say this, but the Virginia tech shooter, he only used handguns. Yeah. He set a record at the time, man. Cho. Mm -hmm. I forget. How many did he kill? I think it was 30, 34. Let me know in the live chat. It was a hell of a lot. 30, it was a shitload of people. Yeah. yeah. 
so Delaney Tar. I hadn't seen Delaney Tar before this. She's another she made an impression, girl. though. She made an impression. I she got a lot to say. She might be the most insufferable, maybe because she's new to me. But what she said, you know, kids, they just don't have the ability to like subvert, to be so subversive. You know, she, she just lays it all out there. So it's perfect. Oh, you mean, you mean like subtle? Yeah. I think she's being subversive, just not subtle. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you wouldn't hear an adult say this. They'd be more crafty about it. But she just accidentally kind of tells everybody that their intention is actually to do a blanket gun fan. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Um, you heard it in the intro, her commentary about if they give us an inch, we're going to take a mile. Yeah. She's I got am. these hipster glasses on. She's all militant. I don't know. I just can't believe how much I hate these kids that have gone <laughs> through this horrible thing. Like, it makes me kind of feel bad. It is quite the feat to have all your sympathy <laughs> um, drained. Like, I don't even feel sorry for you bastards anymore. <laughs> oh, boy. You said it. I disavow. <laughs> I disavow. These kids are terrible. And I, I would like to know what their relationships were with, with the murdered students. I mean, they couldn't have all been great friends. It was well, a school of 3,200. Emma Hogg listed out like all of their names and personal yeah, details about them. them. I wonder, were those organically known to her? Or did she have to look into I was these kids? She probably had to talk to people. Because didn't this shooting also happen? In that the doesn't make it building? wrong necessarily, but yeah. Um, no, it doesn't make it wrong, but you know, I'm not going to act like they have some deep insight into this when it, when it was a giant school and a lot of these kids didn't see the shooting. It, it was, I hmm. believe it was in the freshman building and most of these kids are seniors. That's my understanding. Uh, David Hogg's youngest sibling was in the freshman building. It probably would have been a better, better candidate to be speaking about these things, but they've chosen these people specifically to be, be, be on the front line be in front of uh, the media. Let's hear what Delaney has to say. We cannot move on. If we move on, the NRA and those against us will win. All for that assault weapons ban to keep these weapons of war out of the hands of civilians who do not need them. All for the prohibition of high-capacity magazines because no hunter will ever need access to a magazine that can kill 17 in mere minutes. All for the reinforcement of background checks and closing of loopholes because there must be no requirement for a person to access a gun than just a wad of cash. By the way, if you're not, if you're listening to this and you don't have the video, you'll notice there were people with hands up, don't shoot in the crowd there. Yeah. Can uh, you believe that they're yeah. still touting that? It's been disproven. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, keep going, Delaney. We will take the small, but we will keep fighting. When they give us that inch, that bump stock ban, we will take a mile. We are not here for breadcrumbs. Oh. We are here oh. for real change. We are here to lead. And then people say you're crazy for opposing a bump stock ban for that very reason when she's, I mean, what's the argument on bump stocks? I don't know that many people who actually care that much about bump stocks. They just say, look, you give these people that inch and they take a mile. And Delaney <laughs> comes out and says, yeah, if they give us an inch, we're going to take a mile. <laughs> Didn't some grown up read this? And they're like, no, don't, don't say this. We yeah, need to be a little more subtle. Just <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. To her points. Uh, nobody needs these weapons. So, uh, and she doesn't care about the second amendment. Delaney, you don't need that podium. You don't need that, but the First Amendment protects it, and I'm not going to try to take it away from you, but you don't need that. Yeah. Um, no hunter needs high-capacity magazines. The Second Amendment's not about hunting. Uh, it's not about fighting deer. Mm -mm. Okay? And also, give a bolt-action rifle to a skilled shooter. 17 in a matter of minutes? That's not actually that high of a score. I bet there are some people who could do much better with... <laughs> you know, with with single rounds, you don't All even you need a do magazine feed. Yeah, uh, so uh, you know, th that argument's bunk. 
Um, it, you could use a bolt action rifle. You could use a pump action shotgun. You could use handguns, as we said with um, with uh, with Cho. Seventeen in six minutes. I, obviously, we're all horrified that that happened. It's terrible. It's awful. We don't want it ever to happen again or be minimized to the maximum extent going forward. But the idea that his 10-round magazine AR-15 was some special weapon, that only that weapon could have achieved it, is just silly. Somebody in the live chat just confirmed that it was Chokehill 32. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, There must be more to access a gun than just a wad of cash, she says. There is. I just went through it on Friday. (laughs) Yeah. I, there's no wad of cash I could have walked into that store big enough that that nice old grandma and grandpa would have said, yeah, that's enough for us to violate federal law. That's fine. Yeah. Sure. No. Um, so it, that already is the status quo. It's more than just a wad of cash. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, and then of course, when they give us an inch, we take a mile fully admitting that, yeah. again, that the logical conclusion for me then is not, eh, let's compromise. The logical conclusion for me is, not an inch. See ya. I know, I know. And then bringing up the hunting thing, I found kind of baffling. Maybe it's because it's it's a, often presented it's a counter argument, and so she was just trying to get ahead of it and refute it. Um, but you're right. That's not what the Second Amendment has ever been. A, there says nothing about hunting. No. It's about defending no. yourself from other people and the government. I believe hunting is a legitimate pastime and a legitimate way to supply food for your family. I don't hunt. It's it's just not a hobby of mine and a, not something I do. My purposes for owning firearms have nothing to do with hunting right and everything to do with protecting my life and my liberty and my property which is the constitutional purpose that doesn't mean it's better than hunters who might not think they don't need it might not think they need it for their protection point is that's a secondary purpose that is irrelevant to this argument sarah chadwick i think she's runner up for most absurd (laughs) this this one this one's crazy talk Uh, another parkland student a dollar and five cents when you take 3,140,167. The number of students enrolled in Florida schools. And divide it by 3,303,355. The amount of money Marco Rubio has received from the National Rifle Association. It comes out to a dollar and five cents. Is that all we're worth to these politicians? A dollar and five cents? Was $17.85 all it cost you that day, Mr. Rubio? Well, I say one life is worth more than all the guns in America. And to the politicians that believe that their right to own a gun comes before our lives, get ready to get voted out by us. Oh God, (laughs) these kids. You know, I was really hopeful when I read statistics on Generation X being more conservative, but God help me if this is what we're getting. Oh, you mean Z, Z is the- Oh, Generation Z, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the youngest one. Well, but again, these are these are cherry pick speakers. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but to her points, are we only worth a dollar? That all that means is that Marco Rubio didn't take that much money from the NRA, you idiot. <laughs> and and if you believe this, if you believe Marco Rubio doesn't actually believe in the principles that the NRA believes in, and that's why they have this modest financial arrangement by which mm-hmm. they support his political agenda. If you think he's just bought out that easy, that it was just the money that persuaded him, as in before, he, yeah, I was going to vote to ban all guns, but then they gave me a, a meager sum and <laughs> yeah. I changed my mind. If you think yeah. that is the case, why don't all of you just take your lunch money for a day and give it to Marco <laughs> Rubio? I mean, if you all come up with two bucks, suddenly you've changed Marco Rubio's mind and he's going to vote to ban yep. everything. It's Even so change. stupid. It's such a stupid argument. I can't look, Sarah Chadwick, you're a young 
this is the tragedy. You're you're a young person who has been put on a stage and your your silliness is now viewable to everybody. I was just as silly as as a young kid and I can sympathize right. with that. But we have the luxury but, of our youth not being televised for all the world to see. I mean, if any of these kids get red pilled, they're going to look back on this, be furious that they were used and abused by the left and be just mortified that they behaved so badly. Yes. It's it's just it's it's the fact that somebody looked at these numbers and thought is that all we're worth? Yeah. A dollar. Like, it just... You know, she's writing that. She's like, this is a really powerful graphic. This should have shown that the premise of your argument here is a silly one. <laughs> yeah. That's what it should have showed you. But it didn't. They really hate Marco Rubio, you know? Yeah, it's so dumb. He's so unassuming. Um, it just seems like a waste of time to, to hate him so much. And then your, your right to being armed doesn't come before our lives, our right to life. Um, but But or she said something to that effect. The right to being armed doesn't include the right to take someone's life. Right. The right to being armed exists to protect lives. All these kids and all these onlookers, they're all being protected by heavily armed security and police. Yep. All of them. Mm -hmm. All They're being protected by guns right now. And those guns are not infringing on their right to life. They're, those guns are protecting their lives yeah. from crazy people who would take them. They also seem to have a lack of understanding about the current law. A lot of the stuff they're talking about is just laws that aren't really being enforced, hmm. but they're pushing for more legislation. So I don't really think they understand basics about guns or about laws on the books right now. Yeah. I mean, when they say things like we should have, I, I'm totally fine with the existing background check structure and the background check is only as effective as the records reported to it. Of course, we had the case with the Sutherland Springs shooter where he had that military conviction for domestic violence. Right, right. And then the bureaucratic fumble, uh, it didn't get pushed through. He shouldn't have been able to buy a firearm. Any, anybody who has an idea for how to strengthen the existing system such that genuine mistakes like that don't happen, I'm all in favor of. But yeah, you, you keep stacking additional bureaucratic hurdles on yeah. top of one that's already incomplete. It doesn't really do anything. Bureaucracy has been the real problem here. I mean, how many opportunities did they have to stop Nicholas Cruz? The FBI, the Broward County Police Department, many opportunities. Yeah. This is where we get oh, the nice. real young ones. This Naomi Wadler, an 11-year-old who um is definitely not put up by adults behind Definitely the scenes. Not. Definitely not at all. In fact, she tells us explicitly so. My name is Naomi and I'm 11 years old. I am here today to acknowledge and represent the African-American girls whose stories don't make the front page of every national newspaper. I represent the African-American women who are victims of gun violence, who are simply statistics instead of vibrant, beautiful girls that pull up potential. People have said that I am too young to have these thoughts on my own. People have said that I am a tool of some nameless adult. It's not you true. Are. And we might still be in elementary school, but we know. We know life isn't equal for everyone and we know what is right and wrong. I urge everyone here and everyone who hears my voice to join me in telling the stories that aren't told to honor the girls, the women of color who were murdered at disproportionate rates in this nation. Hmm. Oh my God. She want, do you guys really want to have a discussion about black crime rates? Because that's what she was just saying. Women yes. that are murdered at disproportionate. Well, well, who's murdering them at a disproportionate? Who is it? Who is it? Is, are Could it be that there are operating independently? Yeah. Is it Could white it be that people? there are disproportionate murderers oh, doing the disproportionate oh, murdering? Imagine that. Ooh, that's that's a rather um, unfortunate though omitted detail from this eleven-year-old's yeah. se obviously self-constructed argument that no adult wrote. Uh, this is it's unbelievable. That girl's um, in the fifth grade. And I looked into, yeah, and I looked into this because I thought, are you seriously going to tell me that the problem 
of violence for black women is because there are guns in the black community. Is that, is that why? So I looked at the data. It's, it's not close. Gun ownership is, is much more frequent and common among white people. Right. Um, if gun ownership were causal in this arrangement, that we would see yes. the reverse. And what percentage of effect. homicides are committed by black men? That's a hate fact. <laughs> Stop it right now. I mean, someone needs to tell this little girl, like, <laughs> listen, uh, controlling guns is not going to do nearly as much as baby mamas getting married to one man yes. and staying with him for the duration of their lives and raising their children and together. And that's protecting do way their more. household and with a firearm. Exactly. Exactly. Oof. Yeah. She does not realize what she's getting into here. Did you uh, did you enjoy the outright denial of an adult writing that for her? Yeah. I, it's like, <laughs> I am not a puppet for adults, but I totally didn't write this. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. And this, okay, and then I, I mentioned this earlier. This one is the one that actually gets my skin crawling a little bit. It's bad. She's this is, so young. So Her young. name is, I think, Yolanda Renee King. She'll say it. Uh, I might be saying it wrong. She is the granddaughter of Martin Luther King. And... She's very young. I don't know exactly how old she is, but she has ideas that I would um, associate with a very young child, and the crowd just eats it up and cheers. Also a pony for everybody. (laughs) And ice cream cones. Ice cream cones. Yeah. How old do you, I mean, she can't be older than eight. She can hardly speak. And I don't mean that as an insult. I mean that she speaks like a very young child. Yeah. A young child who had been coached up to deliver a line. Yeah. This reads like Soviet era propaganda. Yeah. This is this adorable kid. This is, uh, this is done by adults who don't respect or value the innocence of childhood. And that is, um, that's, upsetting to me and i know look i know i I try to be one of those not an argument type guys i get it that me saying i'm offended that's not really an argument if you want me to argue i'll say look your pie in the sky idea of a gun-free world is never going to happen we can take that argument but i'm just saying on a moral level on a right and wrong level gut level even trotting out kids to do this type of rehearsed political activism is um it it makes my skin crawl i think it's gross And that might be a traumatizing experience for for a young kid talking in front of between two and eight hundred thousand people. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and who knows? Who knows if she grows she up to agree met, with this or not? Yeah, she met, never met her grandfather too. Yeah, we don't we don't know. Uh, I'm sure someone can fact check us and fake news us on that. Find out. Uh, the, in the interest of time, we'll keep it moving along unless you have more thoughts. But I do have. Just a brief additional David Hogg highlight reel. Oh, it was over. I forgot about this. Right, let's just so it d- David Hogg, in addition to the to the March for Our Lives, he did an interview with some internet show or, or YouTube channel at the start of the month. And then he's done some similar interviews since, and he keeps saying just insane things, just David Hogg things. He keeps saying. Hogging it um, up. Just hogging it up. So in this interview, this YouTube interview, he speaks to this idea that the children are teaching. And according to David Hogg, the, the children are going to have to teach the adults, quote, how to use a fucking democracy 
much like we teach them how to use a, uh, a phone or whatever else. Constitutional. I think what like really strikes me <laughs> is that like you guys are obviously doing a lot of work and like a really good job of doing it. And like, but at the same time, like, I'm always in the back of my mind. It's like you guys like, are kids you know, like, and there are like adults that should be. God, do we sound doing, like, this? like? Do you guys ever think like why the I fuck are we like, the ones who are doing this? Well, at this point, it's like when you're when you're your old ass parents like I don't know how to send an iMessage and you're just like give me the fucking phone and you take it and you're like okay let me handle it and you get it done in one second Sadly, oh my god I want to smash his face because our parents don't know how to use a fucking democracy so we have to to your point uh, yes we don't uh, as a technical matter David Hogg is not a democracy it has democratic <laughs> elements but you know if you're the expert on how to use it presumably you might say what you said earlier constitutional republic democratic republic whatever you want to say yeah okay <laughs> that um that one was funny to me and that interview is like 10 hours long and very profane it's got a lot of hate on the so YouTube. we're supposed to just let 10 did i say 10 hours i meant 10 minutes decisions and you know decide things about our constitution just because they can use the internet faster than their parents is that his argument that hog logic man yeah. he's oh he's uh well, um, we're going to get some more hog logic here. Uh, David Hogg doesn't like that rich white men like David Hogg are in politics. <laughs> this is what he had to say. The other thing that's embarrassing is the underrepresentation of minorities in our country, especially in our government. It's disgusting. We don't have proportional representation of minority groups in our country. We don't, we don't have women, not nearly enough women of color. We don't have a diversity of thought as a result. And it creates this system where we have one line of thinking where it's diversity a lot of, of rich thought. white men like, my, like myself that are in politics. And we need to realize that we need more diversity in politics because when we don't have that, we don't have a diversity of ideas and we allow this corruption to sprout. Oh my God. It's just rich white men like me. David Hogg, yield your political flat platform, step aside, put a black tranny in your place right now. If you don't think rich white men like David Hogg should be talking about politics, get out of here. Go away. Oh, we all want you oh, to go geez. away anyway. It's <sighs> rich white men like myself. Is his family rich or is he? Who's rich? Wasn't his dad an FBI agent? I don't know. It's just so weird that he said that. I, I don't know. I mean,. I think that young men think that being self-deprecating is going to uh, make their argument more convincing. And get all the girls. But really, it just makes girls think that you're a pussy. It's not No, a because David Hogg is a hero now because he's just suddenly understood constitutional rights because Marjorie Stoneman is trying to force their students to, to wear clear backpacks so you can see the content of the backpacks. <laughs> David Hogg says, no, no, man, that's a violation of our constitutional rights. And besides, none of the girls at the high school want to be embarrassed by the tampons in their backpacks, man. And suddenly all yeah. the high school girls flocked to hero he's David Hogg. chicks in the back of his car. Totally, totally. That's, that's what all this respect will get you. Gross. And, and you know he has a nice car because he's a rich white man. <laughs> so he has a really nice car, like way nicer than your average high schooler more about school uh, you mentioned your backpack what do they do with your backpacks there i think after we come back from spring break they're requiring all of us to have clear backpacks i think one of the most important one of the other important things to realize is many students want their privacy there there are many um for example females at our school when they have when they go through their menstrual cycle they, they don't want people to see their tampons and stuff and I, it, it it's just um, it's unnecessary it's embarrassing for a lot of the students and it makes them feel isolated and separated from the rest of american school culture where they're having essentially their first amendment rights infringed upon because 
They it's can't rich. freely wear whatever backpack they want, regardless of what it is. It has to be a clear backpack. What we should have is just more policies that make sure that these students are feeling safe and secure in their schools. Yeah, clear backpacks aren't common sense. David Hogg wants common sense and action. That's not what clear backpacks are. Everyone knows that. But yes, isn't that rich? Isn't it rich to hear David Hogg going, well, we can't, we can't diminish our constitutional rights because of some bad actors. <laughs> that would, well. Isn't that a shame? Isn't that a shame, David Hogg, to have your constitutional rights chipped away at? Oof, God. Suddenly you care. Something happened to me when I heard him say menstrual. The females oh. at our high school have menstrual cycles. Ew. Neat. Gross. Gross. That's okay. But that's that's that all it? I've Is got. Uh, oh that's all I've God. got in terms of the March for Our Lives and David Hogg and all the rest of the gang. I think the uh, the takeaways there, as you said, one, I think there's a lack of information on firearms. I think there's a lack of information on the law. But two, there is no illusion anymore about what they hope to accomplish. This is gun ban type stuff. I mean, as admitted by by what's her face, Delaney um, Delaney Tar. Mm-hmm. When they, when they talk about change, when they talk about what it is they hope to accomplish, they're talking about taking that mile. Yeah, it's it's not it's not it's not fixing the broken system that exists. It's not talking about making sure the, the background check system is fixed or whatever else. It's talking about banning certain types of weapons. Mm-hmm. That's really what they're And after. it's nice to hear it because the left is always like, you're paranoid. You think we're trying to take your guns away. So it's nice to just hear it laid out like, we'll fucking take your guns. <laughs> we'll do it if, if you let us, if you give us a little bit. We know that's what and their it, MO is. And I think whoever is behind the scenes with these kids, is, uh, the, especially the younger ones, they're using them as a, as a, as a rhetorical tool. There's yeah. an emotional appeal to try to make this happen. I mean, where are the parents? I saw Emma. I almost said Emma Hogg. I saw Emma Gonzalez. <laughs> Maybe parents. in the future. Yeah. Oh, oh my Emma God. Gonzalez was Can really, she really kids? got heated up by all that menstrual cycle talk. <laughs> oh God. Mm. But I saw her mom on 60 Minutes and her mom's like, you know, she's just kind of her own woman and she's an unstoppable force. And we just had to kind of let her do this. I'm like, you're telling me that nothing you did went into the making of this little Nazi activist. You had nothing to do with this. Come on. That little confiscator. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, let's, uh, I wanted to talk about the Maryland school shooting in, con- in the context of all of this. But that's going to take a little bit of time too. Should we knock out a few super we have chats? So many super okay, chats. Let's knock out. Let's knock out some before we move on to that. All right. Let's do like 10 or so. Uh, Boogeyman917. Thanks for the great show. It's a really great show. Frankly, it's the best. I, I agree. agree with that. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, thank you for that. Uh, Gabriel Lopez. Do you think fags always clean up their buttholes before doing it? <laughs> or on a lazy week, is it just a chocolatey situation? Is this what you guys give us money for so that I have to say these gross things and you have these little sound bites of me like saying disgusting <laughs> Pretty stuff? much. I mean, pretty much. I can't answer that. I don't know. I don't have any additional information about gay men's butt sex. Gabriel Lopez, get your mind out of the gutter. Um, but thank you for the donation. <laughs> Alex gotcha. Weedman. <laughs> that's that's Gabriel. Is it from the Channel Four interview? Yeah, yeah, that's my that's my one of my new ones. Uh, do either of you listen to any metal music? If so, what do you like? Um, not really. I do like Tool, but I suppose that that doesn't really qualify. I'm such a such a filthy casual when it comes to metal that I'd sound like such a nerd talking about it. But does um, Fall Out know, Boy count? No, the music I listen to when I snowboard's got a little bit in it, but it's it's like mainstream stuff that's gonna make me sound. You know, I'm talking like Enter Sandman. I'm talking like Iron Maiden's greatest hits. All right. 
you know, it's not, it, that's, that's not deep. They aren't, they aren't deep cuts. Like I'm a pretty casual participant in yeah. this. Oh, I've been listening to type O negative also. I, really I don't know. even know them. Um, the lead singer died a few years ago. So, hmm. uh, Mr. DJ fly. High. Did he need a blood transfusion? <sighs> Boo. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. DJ Fly High, funny how a generation that introduced the Tide Pod challenges are now saying that gun laws should be tightened. Also, I'm having the feeling that anti-gun march uh, has turned into a propaganda protest to get kids to vote. Yeah. Yeah. But they're, uh, that, that they're could be excited. So, you know, they're going to have to continue the motivation for long after this or everybody's going to forget. Thank you for that. Uh, Blackwing02, all gun laws banning citizens from certain weaponry violate 2A. How can citizens form a well-regulated militia without owning and becoming proficient with the same firearms our military uses? Exactly. That's a very good point. Uh, thank you for that. Yeah. Well, and it's always interesting, too, when they say things like military grade. Yeah. That's a military grade weapon. What does that even mean? Um, by which I understand you usually are referring to fully automatic fire. But depending on the nature of the war, like if it's guerrilla warfare, for example, almost everything is a military grade yeah. weapon. And don't they Talk often about, have handguns, too? Talk about what like what the Taliban might use or yeah. what the Viet Cong might use or that I don't military grade is an ambiguous term to me in addition to just beyond beyond just uh, fire mode like fire mode is an easy distinction but beyond that it's like what what do you mean when you say that. Uh, John Smith said, did you see the shaved head cunt tearing up the Constitution these cringy cringy Marxist no way did she actually white... do that um well i don't know what that's metaphorically or literally did she actually tear level. i i saw a gif of this but i thought that it was uh, a shop i didn't think it was real let me know in the live chat if that's if she, true but I, that, I saw it and i thought it was a photoshop that would be even more ill-advised than saying if they give us an inch take a mile I that would be the that's most fake news john i'm sorry i think she well and i think her outfit too i saw an outfit that she was wearing with like a cuban patch on it like communist stuff on it that's great that's yeah but she might just be isn't she actually cuban yeah. i assume cuban but... bisexual feminist yeah so maybe it's just that. maybe it's just heritage as opposed to political praise but who knows oh jesus oh people are saying that's fake news it was a photoshop okay hmm. um benny 10 or five because I don't know Roman numerals. Uh, lefties are telling well, me. Is it a V or an X? It's a V. That's so a it's five. five. Yeah. <laughs> God, <laughs> lefties are telling me that the press sleeping with porn stars and wanting a space core are the reasons you hate him, or reasons to hate him, when it's just uh, awesome. Also, how dare you slander Firefly last week, Blonde? Sad. Did I hmm. slander? I don't know. I can't remember what you said. Neither can I. I think I just said that, you know, I. As far as sci-fi is concerned, I only want to watch Star Trek The Next Generation. I did get a really hateful email about Deep Space Nine the other day. That's normal, yeah. though. Don't yes. you get at least one a week? Way more than that. Yeah. Um, Three-sided coin. Hey, guys, been a few weeks. David Hogg is a loser who can't even get into uni. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah. Also wouldn't worry I about the protesters. I agree with that. They will be co-opted by intersectionality and, and like it always does. Um, yeah, he hmm. says, he's, I'm pro 2A. Is this the... That's not the resident socialist. I don't know why I always confuse. I can't. I can't. I've forgotten the name remember. of the resident socialist because the resident socialist is just the resident socialist. I know. And usually signs his super chats resident socialist. But the one that we've confused him with always gets really pissed. When we right. So you don't want to. <laughs> so you don't want to. You don't want to miss ideology. Him. What would be the wrong? What would be the equivalent of saying misgender? Miss. Uh, I don't know. Thirty years miss old. Miss a sign of philosophy to him. You know. Uh, Chuck Muckamuck, Matt, some shekels for your simple one word. Yes. Tweet today. I don't know what he's talking about. Oh, uh, I won't be able to cover it, but there were some protest signs at the March for our lives. There was a sign that said, 
Is freedom really more important than safety? Yes. That was my response. Good, good. Yeah. (laughs) Of course, yeah. Uh, Christopher (laughs) Hatt says, hashtag free Dankula. I was actually planning a vacation to Scotland where my family emigrated from the early 1700s, but now I'm worried I'll be jailed if I say the wrong thing. Um, Exactly. I was thinking about honeymooning there because I've done ancestry and I found out that I am a distant relative of William the Lion King of Scotland. So I was going to go bask about the summer and see everything, and now I can't. So I'm kind of pissed. I'm with it. Chris Reed probably be fine, but I don't know. Do we want to give them any of our tourism money? That's a good question. I don't know. I mean, I, I want to see I want to see Europe, but I also don't want to be jailed. Yeah. So although <laughs> or detained, and let's put it were, that way. They were doing on the ground activism, so I have a yeah. feeling that we would probably be fine. But in principle, I just don't want to go there. Yeah, I can um, see that. It's like a it's like a market market force thing. Like I don't like this company, so I'm not going to support it. Yeah. But then we talk about how we shouldn't do boycotts on the show sometimes. So uh, it depends. But at the uh, thing is, I don't want to boycott the UK or something like that. The, the UK is the origin, whether it's on hostile terms or not, it's the origin of this country. It's the yeah. philosophical origin. But what if it uh, becomes something unrecognizable in 10 years? It could just be a pile of rubble filled with Muslims. Why, why would I need to revisit that? Well, then we can boycott. All right. Uh, Joseph Kalisics Blonde, if you have a child who goes astray, would you prefer ooh, an Islamist or a gender non-binary social justice warrior? I have oh nightmares my God. I need this um, shit. I need, uh, what I need is like who wants to be a millionaire music, like some tense game show music for you to decide this. I don't know. Probably the SJW thing. Yeah. Islamist is real. Like, yeah, that's really bad. Like I feel like trying people to, go through weird college phases that I could probably pull them back from. Trying to impose political Islam. That's you, that's yeah, pretty bad. Um, he also said, I just don't know which is worse. Matt, have you heard of the Chinese insult white left? I've no, I don't, I don't know what that is. Apparently there's this Chinese insult, like one word talking about how you're, uh, it's like a, the equivalent of cuck, I think. Hmm. Okay. Uh, thank you for that, Joseph. Let's just do two more right now, three more right now, and we'll circle back. Rob Marshall, my wife and I have been watching for a while, finally able to watch live. Oh, thank thanks. you, Rob. We appreciate it. That, your wife is the seventh, the seventh sixth woman. or seventh? <laughs> I don't know. We keep a tally. Six. Thank you. Um, this is from Pretty Good. Got my G's t-shirt and loving it. Keep up the good work. Oh, cool. Send us, um, send us a picture if you're comfortable. You, know, you don't even have to show your face if you don't want, but I've never seen one. Yeah, I've never, you know. We should probably buy our own t-shirts, right? Yeah, but I can't wear one. Like, you that's... can. You can wear a shirt that says G's. That's adorable. Uh, Toneheimer says. I guess Crowder wears his own shirts, so yeah. maybe I could. We totally should. Yeah. I got my C- uh, CPL in Michigan last week. There were four other people in line at the county clerk doing the same thing. Good. I felt pretty cool. good. good. I'm glad to hear that. All right. Last one. Blibbity blue. Over the, the last decade, I've told everyone around me I want eight kids. But after all this March of our live shit, I'm seriously reconsidering. No, you need 20. Yeah. We need to count. We or need you to... need to have kids that beat up the David Hogs and give them yeah. swirlies. David yeah. Hogg, that is a kid that has not had enough swirlies in his life. That's the real problem. Fact check true. Yeah. Bullies used to take care of this shit for us. <laughs> we've gone too far we just need a little more bullying a little more bullying all right just we're good for little. now now you'll send your kids to public school so they can bully david hogg how no, else are they i'm gonna... gonna homeschool blondes fashy academy i told you well but where are they gonna bully um they're gonna be all sorts of community kids at oh so the extracurricular bullying yes. that's what they'll do okay there it is okay i'm gonna try to be quick so we got the maryland school shooting we're gonna get through youtube cracking down on gun content 
you're going to go through the attacks in Austin and in France and then um, that fast food stuff to close. I think it might be a good idea just to power through these at a reasonable pace. Then we'll return to the super chat before we sure. get to Brittany. We will have like a block 20 minutes of super chat at the end there. The, People have been we... very generous tonight. All right. All right. We'll, we'll do what we can. Appreciate everybody, um, your patience and, of course, for supporting the show. The Maryland school shooting. And I want to talk about this in the context of what the media has obviously hyped up in terms of Parkland and giving a gigantic platform Mm -hmm. um, to these kids uh, who are obviously activists now on the basis of their experience in Parkland. This last week at Great Mills High School in Southern Maryland, let me pull up the story here. Um, It's not as though this was hidden. I don't want to give the impression that it was hidden, but it's just we're not hearing about it on the scale that we are hearing about Parkland. So the story here is Great Mills High School in Southern Maryland, 17-year-old Austin Wyatt Rollins, who is a student at the school, was armed with a handgun and he shot ex-girlfriend, I think it's Jalen, Jalen Wiley, Mm -hmm. as well as another 14-year-old boy. The girl has since been taken off of life support and died, the the ex-girlfriend of this guy. And the boy was released from the hospital. It sounds like he'll be all right. A school resource officer named Blaine Gaskill responded within one minute of Rollins' attack. One minute. He must have been right there. Yeah. I don't know how big the school is. Maybe it's small or maybe he just happened to be lucky. And what's the average police response time? I think it's like eight or nine minutes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would guess so. Uh, He responded very quickly and he warned Rollins to drop his gun um and i've seen conflicting reports some say he shot him dead i've seen other reports specifically from cbs that say it's not clear if rollins shot him dead or if uh, if gaskill the officer shot him dead or if rollins shot himself oh, okay. but there is video footage of what happened so apparently that detail will come out whatever happened the, the school resource officer responded very quickly and engaged this shooter even if he didn't actually kill the shooter and the, the shooter killed himself, this was, um, this was a, a school resource officer taking quick action to, uh, to neutralize the situation. And as I said, I, I tuned in. I tried to get some news coverage of this event this weekend. And, um, and here's some of the coverage I found on some of the leading networks. There's CNN, NBC... <laughs> Turn the channel CBS. I tried ABC. Not much. Okay. I'm not, as I said, I'm not trying to say they didn't cover it at all. I saw each of these outlets cover this story to some extent, but you, they get an article on the website. They, they talk about it in minimally adequate detail. It's not getting the, 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 the Wolf Blitzer situation room wall to wall coverage. But the media coverage. omission is the real transgression. Like I typed in Telford into CNN the other day, not nothing. Just not a nothing. I, I couldn't even believe it. They haven't discussed it at all. So the real problem is not only that they're misreporting things, but the absence of reporting. Did you see yeah. anything on, on you? So you said you saw a few things on these. Uh, on I, I did check to, to make sure I'm not being entirely misleading. Every outlet I, I played there had coverage to some extent. The, the, what I'm trying to present here is it's not on the Parkland scale. Not that there's yeah. no coverage in existence. It's just one is being emphasized and the other is being minimally reported. We'll mention it. We'll write a a brief write-up about it, but we're not going to make it wall-to-wall coverage. We're not going to make it the number one story in the country. This is what's interesting about that story. A good guy with a gun neutralized the situation, and that is despite Maryland being one of the 
Uh, the shooting itself is despite Maryland being one of the toughest gun control states in the union. Consider this. Consider that shooting happened in the context of and despite Maryland's assault weapons ban, Maryland's 10-round magazine limit, Maryland's requirement on universal background checks for all sales, including private sale, Maryland's requirement for a permit to purchase a handgun. I've run out of fingers. I was going to count them on my fingers. I've run out of fingers. Consider all these things. Maryland's um, requirement that you can't, you can only purchase one firearm a month in the state of Maryland. You get one per month. Maryland's required handgun registration. Maryland's required licensing for handgun owners. Maryland's extremely limited access to concealed carry permits. Maryland's refusal to accept concealed carry permits from other states. And federal law prohibiting handgun sales to anyone under 21. Every law that you can conceivably advocate did not stop this kid who went in there and shot a girl ultimately dead because she was taken off of life support. What stopped him was a prepared, proficient person with a firearm ready to neutralize the situation. And still, still, the mental gymnastics persist. This is from a writer and a podcaster. Um, I'm not familiar with this individual, but John Zal is his name. Consider this. We interrupt this gun fetishist fantasy to remind you that the reason a trained and capable police officer had to shoot and kill a child is because the child was able to get a gun and bring it to school. Also, the armed police officer's presence did not deter the child from That's doing the take so. That's takeaway from this. The mental gymnastics is incredible, just because it's inconsistent with their narrative. Maryland already has every conceivable law to stop this kid from getting a gun, and indeed, federal law prohibits him from buying the handgun that he used. And what you're still going to, what, what possible thing could you do other than putting this kid in a straight jacket in a padded room up, upon his birth? Maybe that's the solution. You just want everybody in their own cell, you know, zero freedom yeah. equals maximum yeah. safety. The laws didn't do anything. And I don't care what they do in Maryland. Look, Maryland, do all your stupid gun control laws to your heart's content. Just don't tell my state, Montana, what to do. I don't care. That doesn't matter. It's not it's not my state to regulate over there. But the idea that it's just, oh, Maryland didn't have enough laws. If only Maryland had had more laws or maybe they make that bizarre argument. If only all the neighboring states had more law, if only all those neighboring states with less gun crime, even though they have looser gun laws, maybe if they had tightened it up, it would have been fine. It doesn't make any sense. Uh but this is the world we live in. And of course, we're gun fetishists. I'm a gun fetishist for just looking at the objective reality of what actually was effective in this case and what wasn't. It, 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 what do you expect? I mean, this is, this is our future. This is how they're going to portray every school shooting, every event with guns. And then they're going to refuse to have a discussion about uh, you know, guns and violent crime and then the actual root cause. I feel like I'm talking to aliens from another planet or something like that. It's, it's insane. Yeah. Um, but at least the memes were good out of Maryland because I shared this with <laughs> you earlier. Yeah. The school resource officer, the Chad deputy, Blaine Gaskill, in contrast to the Virgin officer, Scott Peterson in, um, in Parkland, Florida, of course, the guy who is, as the meme notes here, in instantly famous for cowardice, claims he thought shots were outside. No one believes him. Radios for help, cowards in fear as kids are killed. Massive 17 casualty body count on his watch, as opposed to the Chad deputy, Blaine Gaskell, who handles the situation in one minute, one shot, one kill, protects students, no casualties under his watch. Doesn't, well, that's not true. At the time it was true because it was two injuries, but then the girl later died. But 
close enough, you know, uh, doesn't radio for help, calls in after dealing with threat, does not hesitate to shoot pathetic 17-year-old <laughs> instant national hero. Well, he should hmm. be a national hero. I'm not really sure that he is. Maybe to the right. The left doesn't seem to be paying attention. I mean, I, I can't imagine what's in that guy's head. It's got to be awful. As much as you kind of joke about and meme and this sort of thing, he did what he had to do. He really did. And um, obviously he doesn't listen to this show. God, God, I hope not anyway. But I would hope that if that he is able to come to terms with doing what he had to do and that he does not experience any type of any type of ongoing stress or anxiety based on the fact that he either killed somebody or witnessed somebody yeah. kill himself. Mm-hmm. So, you know, all the best uh, to, to Blaine Gaskell and, and his family. And I hope, uh, I hope he's able to come to terms with it. And um, he, he is a hero. He deserves that title. Yep. Oh, you know what else I forgot? Could I even prep this? Chat. You guys are jerks. What? what? What's oh, going I, on? Do you ever start a sentence and then decide you're going to take it in a different direction? I did that and I said not nothing but i didn't actually mean to say that so they're oh. ripping on me for my double negative use i would never do that for real <laughs> it was an you know, accident things happen when you have to speak for this long live guys it's give true. us a break i'm 30 just you know lay off my brain doesn't work like it used to one other school story that i wanted to cover oh that's right is, yeah i forgot <laughs> but here we go uh you know the school in pennsylvania has got it all figured out i i double checked this several sources making sure it's not some onion somebody, shit like yeah, you said and I was like, this has got to be an Onion article. And then I looked into it. Totally true. A, a PA, a, a rural Pennsylvania school district, is arming students and teachers with a bucket of river rocks <laughs> in every classroom. Uh, says the superintendent, throwing rocks is more effective than just crawling under desks and waiting. And it gives students and teachers a chance to defend themselves. The district has about 2,700 students and three at three elementary schools, a middle school, and a high school. One high school senior said he supports the ban, um, adding that throwing rocks is better than throwing books or pencils. Um, is that your alternative? I can think of better projectiles, though. Uh, I can think of a few that might be a little more precise, a little more lethal, a little more likely to down somebody who's trying to kill you. I guess oh I'd rather have a rock than nothing. I guess they're right. I guess if it's a choice between rock or nothing, I'll take rock. Is, could I even um, say that the rock is not nothing? Yeah, in a game of school shooting, it's rock, nothing, gun. <laughs> but gun always wins, so I'd prefer to have I'd prefer to have gun, oh or at least God. it doesn't always win, but it puts you on par with the guy who's also trying to gun you down. Rural at Pennsylvania, you think those people would be woke? Yeah, surprising, surprising. Not not Philadelphia, not uh, not even yeah. Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. um, but uh, rural Pennsylvania. Okay, you, uh, all of this also in the context of, um, you know, YouTube will never miss an opportunity to virtue signal these days. Uh, so YouTube has decided, we talked about this a little bit on Wednesday, but I didn't even understand it went as far as it does on Wednesday. YouTube is going to ban videos about gun sales and modifications. And originally I thought this was just videos saying, I'm selling a gun privately, person to person, would you like to buy it? And then modifications being like, I make ammo or I know how to modify weapons. Here's how you do it. But it's actually deeper than that. This ban will also include videos that link to firearm sale websites, which obviously is a key source of revenue, sponsorships, and yeah. promotionals for gun Doesn't channels. Have a, um, he a, might. Yeah, he might. And as far as I understand the policy, 
it could be a case where it's just a promotional and the video itself, like his show, that episode doesn't actually have anything to do with guns. It's just yeah. a company who wants to promote through him. So, um, uh, YouTube said in a statement to USA Today in here, we routinely make updates and adjustments to our enforcement guidelines. This is all to take effect next month, by the way. Um, routinely make adjustments to our enforcement guidelines across all of our policies. While we've uh, long prohibi- prohibited the sale of firearms, we, by which I think they mean like person-to-person type mm-hmm. thing like I was talking about, or maybe even store-to-person if they a store had a uh, channel, We recently notified creators of updates we will be making around content promoting the sale or manufacture of firearms and their accessories, specifically specifically items like ammunition, um, Gatling triggers, and drop-in auto sears. So this is, I consider this to be monumentally stupid. I consider this to be completely idiotic. Um, Gun content, as I've been getting into a little bit more and more as I've become more of a consumer, I, I think I mentioned it before. The audience for this, gigantic. Yeah. Gigantic. Some of those gun channels have millions of subscribers. So not only is YouTube, I would say, shooting themselves in the foot, they're <laughs> river rocking themselves in the foot with a more responsible weapon. Uh, they're, they're harming these people who make a living on their platform. They're harming the manufacturers or the, 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 the stores that make money off these promotionals, but they're harming themselves because this isn't niche content. This isn't tiny content. It's massive content. Every firearm video I've watched from these big channels, their, their reviews are in the millions of views. Like uh, people, a lot of people are doing the exact same thing I'm doing, which is, hey, yeah. I kind of like this firearm. I'm considering picking it up. What's this guy have to say about it? All right, I'll watch him shoot it for Did 20 Did you hear minutes. that these channels are moving to Pornhub? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, as soon as have you don't have, really gotten that bad? yeah, YouTube, you already had no porn, and I get it, but no porn and no guns. Uh, what's 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 the entertainment factor yeah. that's left anymore? You're surrendering the most viewed material to other websites. It's not a solid business model. And I know I'm just one of your insignificant YouTubers. You don't give a shit about, probably rightfully so. But if you care about my two cents about what to do about this sort of thing, the standard should be very clear. Does the video depict illegal behavior or? Does the video encourage or describe how to commit illegal behavior? Like Karen Mallard. Yeah. She should be banned off YouTube. <laughs> yeah. But if it's, you really want to be in the clear with free speech and enabling people to consume media they want to see, that's really the standard you should go with. Is it a law-breaking violation? If no, look, we're the place where you can host videos on the internet. and Like we the way it used to be. Yeah. Uh, I get it. If you, if, if, if someone's making a video showing how to modify a semi-automatic into an automatic and thus making it an illegal firearm, depending on who's possessing it, but let's say they're encouraging to doing that illegally. Yeah, I, I, that's, that's fine. You're talking about legal violations, but if it's just, Hey, I, um, I make custom guns and here's how you make one that has this cool attachment or is this cool color or has this feature that is otherwise legal. You're, you're idiots, YouTube. You're, you're incredibly dumb. And yet another reason I'll jump ship as soon as there's a viable alternative. Yeah, but when's that going to be? I keep hearing chirping in the background. Like big, I've, I've heard rumors of people starting to actually talk about making serious investment for serious competition. I hope so. I mean, we can't rely on YouTube. It used to be the Wild West, and now I'm just demonetized every single time I upload something. Oh, yeah. This, this show's already demonetized. I don't know if it's our fault or the Super Chatter's fault. I got my ad revenue check from last month. It was all of like a hundred dollars. 
And we're really rolling in it from those <laughs> corporate advertisers like T-Mobile totally. and Verizon and the rest. Yeah, and somebody told me the other day that I had a five-minute unskippable ad in front of one of my videos. You're supposed to be able to turn that on or off. Yeah, I, I must have a feature or something like that. But you might want to check your settings because that shouldn't oh, happen unless you. Oh, good. I didn't know that, you... that was an option for me. Maybe it I is. It is like that. Unskippable shouldn't happen unless you say yes. I want unskippables. They pay oh, more. Whoops. Maybe that's why you got such a giant check. It is. Maybe that's like, that's why you made so much money last month. Oh yeah, rolling in it. Yeah. Um. Hey, you know what it's time for? It's been a good run. It's been it a good has. run without it having has. to play this, but it's that time. Oh, crap. Not that. <laughs> That's the end of the show. It's this. And now, the nothing to do with the religion of peace terror attack of the week. Hello, Tell me what happened in France. I'm about to butcher some Muslim names and some cities in France, so just FYI. All right, this guy was Moroccan, Moroccan-born Muslim terrorist, Ray Duwan Lakdim. Does that, how does that sound right, guys? Yeah, yeah? Sure. So he hijacked a car on Friday in the city of Carcassonne, and he seriously wounded the driver and killed the passenger, and then he drove towards a city called Trebs. Um, then he shot at a police officer before hiding in the supermarket. He took a bunch of hostages. There was a standoff and with police, and Lakdim demanded the release of the only surviving member of the Islamic State that attacked Paris in 2015, so we wanted a release of a, of a Muslim prisoner. Oh, that was his that was his negotiation. Yes, yes. that's what he wanted anyway. He killed okay. two people before giving up most of the hostages, keeping one woman as a human shield. And this police officer, Lieutenant Colonel Beltram, traded places with this woman. Um, so Lodkin was the the terrorist was shot dead uh, by police after. Uh, the cop that took this this hostage's place left his mobile phone on so the colleagues could hear what was happening inside the supermarket. Um, and he was shot multiple times. And on his deathbed, he married his girlfriend. And then he ended up um, dying a few hours later. God, so. dude, that sucks. Yeah. I didn't realize that until we went live. I was telling you, that, that detail really so gave me the feels, sad. man. And that sucks. people that were in the other hostages said that he didn't even hesitate. He was like, "Let's trade. I'll trade places with this woman. Um, it's just unspeakably sad but Lockton was known to police for petty crimes and drug dealing and he has been on the terrorist watch list from 2014 but they were like oh he's not preparing any terrorist acts so they weren't watching him very closely um but he's dead now so yeah that's pretty much the gist of it uh you know that police officer is being hailed as a hero as he should be uh but you know being a cop it it entails something different in France now than it used yeah. to I'd imagine and it's as, as I was saying, it seems like it's been a good little run of ISIS, um, ISIS-inspired or ISIS-cited attacks yeah. in either the U.S. or Europe. Uh, is that just because um, you know ISIS has basically gotten destroyed in, in yeah, their home bases? Yeah, I mean, I think we've blasted them. And I, I'm reassured to see that their attacks are not becoming more sophisticated. Uh, this is just you know a hodgepodge. ISIS inspired crime, but he was only able to kill two people and then he got killed at the end. These aren't like the massive attacks like the Bata clan. They're they're not really able to do these well-coordinated high casualty attacks, it seems. Hmm. So that I suppose is the silver lining in this, but it's it's still very, very sad. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it, the the detail about the the deathbed marriage, man, that uh that got me a little oh, bit. I and I, I hope the best for that family as well, of course. So he was shot three times, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, I guess okay. we should talk about Austin, too, but we didn't talk yeah. about this last week, did we? 
No, it was ongoing, but obviously the guy hadn't died yet. So yes, in the interest of fairness, we'll talk about that radical Christian Austin Bomber. Uh, yeah. Is there is there an indication that's what he was, or is he that was uh, he grew up fundamentalist Christian? Okay. But um, we'll talk about the motive in, in a second. So it'd been almost three weeks with these exploding packages that was just terrorizing Austin residents. As police how many? What was his final? Was it two deaths and like, uh, yeah, a couple injuries and, or something? And wounded a bunch. Yeah. Um, okay. So the killer, Mark Anthony Condit, he made a 25-minute video confession on his cell phone late Tuesday night. He was killed on Wednesday. And he provided details on the type of bombs used, but he didn't address the motive. But he did say, I'm a psychopath. I have been since birth. And so I think that, that that's not a motive, but it makes makes us understand the situation a little bit better, I think. Hmm. Um, actually, yeah, he was 23. Uh, so this is the police statement on it. Uh, it is the outcry of a very challenged young man talking about challenges in his life that led him to this point. I know everybody is interested in a motive and understanding why, and we're never going to be able to put a rationale behind these acts. But if he said he's a psychopath, I mean, that to me, do you think that kind of provides some some bit of a motive? Like, I'm crazy. I don't know. I saw CNN saying the motive was, there was some headline that was like, the motive was killing and mass destruction. Like, yeah. Yeah. Obviously, the question is why the killing and mass destruction? Well, he knew he was going to get caught. And then uh, earlier in the week, he dropped off these bombs at a FedEx and he was wearing a terrible wig and um, pink gloves, I think. And so police were able to use that uh, to trace his cell phone and to see that he had been at the different places where the bombs had been detonated. So they closed in on him on Wednesday. Uh, they found his SUV running in a parking lot in a hotel and he pulled out of the lot. Authorities followed him with a SWAT team. And then uh, they confronted him and they charged the vehicle. They knew that there was probably a bomb in it. And he detonated the bomb, just blew himself to smithereens. And no officers were killed or seriously injured. Wow. So this was. This car looks like it's in okay shape, actually. Considering, all things considered, doesn't look yeah. that bad. Yeah, but it killed him instantly. Hmm. I, I don't even see any blood on the inside of that windshield or anything. I mean, presumably it just exploded him. Yeah, you'd think you'd see like some meat chunks or something. <laughs> But I guess beauty in the beta guys. Awesome. Yeah, I guess maybe I'm thinking in video game terms. I mean, I don't know where did he get the skills required to build these somewhat sophisticated bombs. Got to get common sense bomb part control, man. That's the real problem here. Yeah, really. I have heard that he come. He came. This is not verified, but I read in two left leaning uh, um, publications that he was part of some sort of Christian survivalist group. So maybe hmm. he had some kind of knowledge from that yeah. on how to build bombs, or maybe that, that's totally bullshit and that's not even true. So, hmm. In any case, uh, I'm glad all the Austin area UPS and FedEx employees can, um, can rest easy. Can you imagine? God, what that, that would have sucked. Like? <laughs> like, I'm sick today and for the next three weeks until this person's caught. Yeah. And you, you know, anytime the, the F, uh, the FedEx or the UPS guy comes to your house too, you're, you're on edge, double checking, making sure that package is expected from Amazon or whatever else. Yeah. Glad everybody, um, everybody's able to to return to normalcy. But early on, remember CNN was casting this as a hate crime because the first, I think, two victims were black. Did they actually say that, or they just? No, I, I saw that in in media outlets. Like we're wow. investigating this as a hate crime, yeah, and then yeah, but there was one bomb with a trip wire, so that totally blows mm -hmm. that theory to smithereens. Because why would he? Um, you pun know, intended. Yeah. Good one. Womp womp. Uh, 
Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I guess I had, that's all I have on that. All right. Well, we, we, in the interest of time, because we'll have to get through one more thing, and then we'll, um, we'll super chat it out, and then we'll talk to, uh, to Brittany, or at least play our recording of talking to Brittany. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I liked these fast food stories so much. It's just like because two of them. they're crazy. They're Two insane. of them hit my desk at about the same time. <laughs> Uh, the first one comes from Glendale, Wisconsin. A woman got an incorrect biscuit order at the drive-thru, uh, bacon instead of sausage. We've all been there and experienced the rage. I don't know that... Uh... Who gets sausage? <laughs> bacon. Well, wait, wait, wait. No, bacon no, no, for no. the win. No. On a breakfast sandwich? Oh, yeah. No, absolutely not. Team sausage for sure. As, oh, as though I couldn't be more it, right? loosely gay at times. Absolutely <laughs> team, team sausage. Team sausage for sure. All yeah. Right. David Hogg agrees. David's hog agrees. Uh, so, but, but, you know, you, you get an incorrect order at McDonald's. It sucks. I think I've had it happen before. But like, have you kid, ever gone postal because of that? <laughs> that kid's an idiot. He doesn't deserve $15 an hour or whatever they want. Uh, yeah. I don't think I've ever done what this particular person did. I don't think I put the name in the notes. I don't think I actually have. I don't think you've ever done this. Uh, maybe you have. It's just escaped your, <laughs> um, your memory. Why is it this coming up? Hold on. Let's see what let's see what this looks like here. This okay, so she gets she gets her order. And it was wrong, so she enters the building. And she actually she actually gets a refund. It doesn't show it on the uh the surveillance here, but she talks to the manager and gets a refund, a cash refund for her wrong order. But that wasn't good enough. She actually walks to the back of the restaurant and gets like pissed at this manager person and a teenager tries to intervene. Teenage employee. And by the way, if it, if I need if I don't, <laughs> I'm gonna have to say it at some point. Not giving her a bacon or a sausage biscuit was probably the greatest favor she received it that day. It was a public service for this 400 pound bitch. Yeah. Yes, I'm surprised she's able to fit in that lane that she's walking through right there just to get back to the kitchen. I'm surprised she's able to get through those double wide swing doors. Yeah, really. Into the kitchen. I'd say she should turn sideways, but that probably wouldn't help her very much. <laughs> She's very spherical. It probably doesn't matter. Yeah. Okay, so she goes back into the kitchen. And she gets in pissed at this. Okay, now it'll show it in slow motion one more time. She's pissed at the manager and this teen, teen employee tries to intervene and just gets laid out, hit into a fryer. Ow. Boom. And you can see he bumped the back of his head on what looks like a fry fryer right there. I hope he didn't get any gas or not gas. Uh, like fry oil. Yeah, it it, 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 it sounds like all he got was a bump on his head. Oh, good. So he's actually fine. Um, but nice. yeah, I mean, inches. Imagine inches different and the back of your head or something actually gets into the hot grease. Yeah. And the type of burning that could occur all over a stupid sausage biscuit. Jesus. So um, I don't actually know. I didn't see in the story what type of charges or what the criminal implications are here. But, um, you know, throw the book at her. I don't care. This is, this, is, this is ridiculous and indefensible in any way. But it's only one ridiculous fast food story uh, from this week. A Burger King in Worcester, Massachusetts has attracted controversy for a sign that was posted there. Apparently, Worcester, Massachusetts has a a bad opioid or heroin problem. Mm. And apparently Burger King has to deal with these junkies. And they had a new policy that they posted. This is Burger King in Worcester, Massachusetts. 
A crackdown on drug abuse at a Worcester fast food restaurant. But this sign, which tells customers that more than one overdose will get them banned, may be sending the wrong message. The manager of the Burger King has since taken down the sign after the city was notified. As Gary Broad shows us, officials are now trying to work with the restaurant to fix the overdose problem. You are only allowed one overdose, and then you are banned from this. Are you kidding? So if you're listening and you can't see the sign, as you read, the sign reads, you are only allowed one overdose and then you're banned. That's the Burger King policy. Look, you get one. We'll be reasonable. It's nice get, of them to give them one. You get one. I don't even know what to say to that, really. Speechless and mortified. That's horrible. Burger King customers in Worcester reacting after seeing this sign placed behind the counter at the Madison Street location. The sign reads, you are only allowed one overdose, and then you are banned. And one is caps in caps and, <laughs> and underlined. underlined. <laughs> <laughs> and only is italicized. It's just, it's very specific and emphasized. I think it's hilarious. And from this establishment. We're in the midst of an opioid epidemic, and signs like this don't help. As someone who works to stop the opioid crisis, Georgianne Copperman was appalled when we showed her. I think the sign really is a result of the stigma around addiction. Copperman tells us addicts tend to use public bathrooms, and customers we talk to acknowledge there is a problem. I do know that, you know, it's, it's common knowledge. People use their restrooms to, you know, do that sort of thing, and there have been overdoses in there. A Burger King representative tells WBZ this sign does not reflect the Burger King brand values. Why not? And the franchisee will take actions they believe are appropriate. That sign has been taken down and replaced with signs like this one, prohibiting the amount of time a customer can stay inside the building to 30 minutes, and another sign prohibiting backpacks. That's a better strategy. Yeah. Yeah. I. I don't understand. Like you're, that's not supposed to be a funny story, but I think it's a funny story. Am I a bad person? No, I just laughed at a whole bunch of kids that were involved in a school shooting. I think <laughs> you can take a pass on this one. It's fine. Well, that's the thing. I get it. Opioids are are cripplingly addictive. Um, that that's not a laughing matter, and I, I obviously we want to uh, alleviate that situation as much as possible. I don't understand why that's Burger King's problem, and I understand why it's Burger King's responsibility and why Burger King has to be sensitive or accommodating to this when their job is selling hamburgers and fries and stuff. Yeah. And, and to your point that you made earlier, I actually think the policy is quite generous. <laughs> one over, where else do you, you get, get everybody one? Everybody gets one overdose. That is yeah. totally fair. Yeah. Where else do you get a free overdose? Like what other business would, would say, okay, one is understdandable. <laughs> Anything more and you're gone. But one, you know, Everybody the kind has of Burger one. King that's staffed with people that are also addicted to opiates and kind <laughs> of understand. That's, maybe that's it. <laughs> so, I don't know. Just a weird, weird week for fast food. But in the interest of time, we'll probably have to keep it moving we'll on. Bring you guys the important news. The hard-hitting stuff. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, we've got a million super chats. Okay. It's probably gonna take like twenty minutes. We'll 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 be speedy. We'll, we'll be speedy. do our best. Um, Redicus, I am sadly complacent on the budget. We're bent over the table already. Also, the gun debate comes down to the serenity question: Can you cure evil? Leftists believe that guns are the corrupting force. Yes, that is problematic. Mm. I don't. Yeah, and if you consider good and evil to be relative and not really uh, observable things, like, like objective things. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Bob Smith, blonde, you look great tonight. Love the hair. You guys are so nice. Uh, Matt, green's not your color. Try harder. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know. It's a cool green. Matt's a winter. M maybe he's pulling it off. Um, I'll do what I can. Pa 
Patrick says he's going to build the chain link fence with the military. Okay. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. I am a faggot. This is this guy's name. I am a faggot. Oh, it's not Gabriel though. No. Uh, would either of you vote for Jesse Ventura if he were to run for president? I actually don't know that much from him except for. Neither. Former Minnesota governor. I believe he ran on a libertarian ticket or third party. I can't uh, remember what his platform is. I think it was a third is, party though. ticket. Jeez, that was a long time ago. Yeah, that's like circa 2000. So I can't remember Jeez, what his platform is. Was it, was it is. nearly two decades ago? Pretty much, yeah. Oh my God. I, I'd look into it though. Look, I'll look into any candidate at this point. I'm not hardcore team MAGA Trump and presumably whoever the Democrats nominate is going to be awful. So I'd <sighs> we'll take see. a look. I bet it's going to be Oprah. Three-sided coin. Oh, it warms my heart to see pro-Trump people watch Trump fail them. Shall we put together a montage of Blonde's reaction to his fails? I'll see you're looking <laughs> lovely today. Love the brown stripe and hair. Oh. Do I? I did get some, I guess so. some highlights this week. Thank well, you. Well, thanks. Um, Carner Vaughn said, well, Canadians think that really, who cares? <laughs> Rot row. Mr. Awesome. DJ Fly High, the Imperial March of the Tide Pods. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dun, dun, da, da, dun, dun, da, 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 da. Yeah. Lori That's M, good. I'm a female and I never miss your Sunday shows. I usually am around for the call-in shows too. I love both of your equal opportunity, but the green flannel surprised me tonight, Matt. Oh, what's... And right. then a bunch of emoticons with Thank you. Surprise. That is the eighth. Oh, oh, well, that's good. I'm glad. I'm glad we had some pushback. Yeah. Green maybe is my color. Thank you. Absolutely. Appreciate it. Ereticus, I've never wanted students to be shot, but these kids are pushing me. <laughs> these kids are just red guard commies. Whoa. Also, blonde for hot today. I disagree with that. I disavow. Denounce. <laughs> yeah, denounce. Holy uh, cow. Thank you, Ereticus. Thank you. Um, Progged Gaming said, any tips for making sure a conversation on guns stays in good faith? Oof. I don't know. I can normally uh, go to nuclear and then just laugh at people. So Matt's probably the one to answer this. The only strategy I have, not just for guns, but any conversation like this, is I try to affirm. It never works. It always goes that the way I don't want to. But I try to affirm. Look, I believe that you hold your opinions for good-intentioned reasons, well-intentioned reasons. And if you can grant me that same assumption, I think we could come to some understanding. But they never can do that. It's always, you disagree with me because you're a bad person. If you can establish with that person... I probably don't agree with you, but I understand that you're well-meaning and I would appreciate the same benefit. Maybe, but that's all you can hope for. Good luck. Yeah, you have used that when we've been arguing before. Uh, with you or with someone else? With me. Oh, maybe I have. I don't know. No, that's, that's a, that is a, good, a better way to approach things. I think people, if you can get down to their level and be like, listen, I know that you're not a bad person. I just think you're misunderstanding this. But I don't think, I don't think you can really do that with the left. You can take the... Up. Take the blonde approach. New globalist jerk! Try that. Yeah, it doesn't work for me ever. It's never <laughs> worked. I don't think I've changed anybody's mind about anything. Ken yeah. Pittsburgh says, why are they blaming the NRA? China invented gunpowder, so they are clearly responsible. Good to see Hogg is auditioning for high school Reichsickle, the third. <laughs> also, hashtag, it's okay to make love to Matt. That's that's a very complete, well-rounded super chat. Thank you. A high school Reichsicle. I like that. And there yeah, is. yeah, to the point on China. Uh, I agree with that. That's the origin of all of this. Ban um, the fireworks, too. Yeah, really. AHNC, all hat, no cattle. Said three things. One, Sunday night is Beauty and the Beta Night in our house. Nice. Oh, well, thanks. Two, I started an alt-media channel alongside AHNC. It's Hats Gorilla News. Uh, number three, I spent Saturday at the range with my AR-15. Fuck it. Good. Dog. 
sounds like a very uh, a very free weekend, a very pro freedom weekend. That's awesome. Oh, yikes! Thanks for tuning in. Steel Rain says, "I wish Planned Parenthood got these kids years ago." You guys. <laughs> disavow, uh, disavow <laughs> plus rimshot. <laughs> yeah, rimshot does not imply do endorsement. <laughs> Harv Prentice, I bet none of these attention whores can name one of the victims off the top of their heads. They're way too into this cause. I was kind of thinking that that they're way too good at this. When I was watching David Hogg, it's like you know he is just really just nailing it every line he has too much charisma his speech is too yeah. powerful and clear he likes this too much we say no more like the way he was delivering the line is just yeah. it's like he rehearsed it in a mirror i know we've joked he about that before with cory booker yeah yeah, sure yeah uh kelly h first time watching live love the two of you question for blonde um like you i also started taking ballet and bar for adults any tips for improving flexibility being able to do a full split is my goal um, I actually have been able to work myself into a full split, but it's from stretching out after bar class, uh, when I'm, when my muscles are all warm, but hmm. I don't know, I'm not much more flexible than I was when I was a kid. Uh, but that's always a struggle. Thanks. Another female listener. Yeah, man. They're out there. Evan Thompson, April 20th, you say national pot smoking day, Hitler's birthday and Columbine anniversary. Interesting. And to the point that young people protested the Vietnam war. You know what else they were doing? Going to war. That's a good point. Fair point. Yeah. Um, oh, I won't be able to partake in 420 this year. Ruh, Womp -womp. Fair sacrifice. Yeah, I don't know what happened. I thought all my mental clarity would return, but I could not remember the word for Greece like 10 minutes ago. What happened there? <laughs> I don't know. My brain. Uh, John O said, if the government bans guns that would substantially increase the prison population at a time in which state governments are trying to decrease it, by the way, Skag Punching Bag Man is waiting to fight you. <laughs> That's a deep reference. I can't go into detail. It was, it was a man who um, once once threatened me bodily harm over YouTube a long time ago to a uh, very comedic effect. And um, and yeah, he, he has my address. He's welcome to come over any day he wants. He <laughs> lives has a in, gun uh, in every room of the house. <laughs> he lives in Columbus, Ohio. Oh, yeah? And I think he's probably got some type of developmental challenge but so you have a scary retard in ohio looking for you is that what you're correct ah. at least as of a couple of years ago i did okay okay yeah uh this is from scheist when there's another school shooting that's thwarted by a gun owner before your left establishment sponsored event so you just ignore it and spew buzzwords instead i know <laughs> God, that's God. so true yeah hassan chop i armored up a few years ago big concealed carrying for 15 own many fully semi-auto guns and Excellent. i have never the best shot kind. anyone I wish I can't the believe left it. would stop projecting their militant lack of self-control. I mean, me too, Hassan. None of those guns got up and walked out if you didn't pay attention to them. They didn't walk and walk away and shoot people. They didn't yeah. do a, a, a school shooting on their own. Donna Brazil, the one, the only. I presume it's the real Donna Brazil. Yeah, she watches our show. Off topic, but you remember when that video came out about Weed's secret racist past? What about Planned Parenthood's not secret at all racist past? Does that not matter? And Matt Silver Bullets are now my go-to, you stone-cold honking. Excellent. I, maybe we'll get an endorsement deal with Coors. I appreciate that. Friend of the show, Stan, I'm having a blonde-level aneurysm listening to those insufferable <laughs> children. Added note, a brother of one of the victims tweeted out to tell, to tell uh, Emma to stop using his sister's name in her agenda. Ooh, wow. I didn't see that because- Yeah, no I want to check that out. Travis Valle, have you heard of clear backpacks as a solution in Florida? Students oppose a violation of privacy, but no one needs an opaque backpack. <laughs> isn't, isn't safety more important than rights? Glad you like the fan art. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we talked about that with David Hogg, but yes, I like that joke. Who, who needs 
whatever color or texture yeah. you want. Yep. Uh, Silky King, 1991. Honestly, with respect to Sarah Chadwick, I'm more worried about the fact that she or someone saw those numbers and assumed that somehow Rubio and the NRA thought of it in those terms at all. Yeah, exactly. That is very cynical. Yeah. Like Rubio's over there thinking like, mm, well, for every dollar I get for the from the NRA, it equals this many in children's lives. Like, yeah. do you idiot kids really think that he's thinking like that? That's part of what really we're talking evil. about. Oh, yeah, that's part of what we were talking about earlier. They can't fathom that someone who doesn't agree with them does so on the basis of good intentions. No, it must be evilness. Yeah, yeah. But by the way, evilness doesn't exist. It's relative. Yeah. Um, whoops. Craig Sneed, where are the stories on the big liberal money like George Soros that funded this event mainstream media fail again? Hmm. Yeah, I presume that it's some big leftist donors. I know George Clooney donated like an astronomical amount of money. I think it was $500,000, a million dollars, something like that. Um, Bill Antony said, it's pronounced Bell and Tony. Ah. And you are radiant, radiant tonight, blonde. Food for thought. Fools always outnumber the wise. The uninformed swamp the informed. Tell me again why democracy and civil rights are a good thing. Ooh. Um, I do you have a script ha- in the works about- should hang out with your brother. Democracy being a failure. <laughs> I, I mean, that's true. Uh, but that's the, the discussion. That well, the, the, the idea there being too, implicit in the concept of a functioning democracy is- having skin in the game as your brother explained to me otherwise it's just you know two sheep and a uh, two wolves and a sheep voting for what's for dinner exactly. exactly yeah the beggar hero said i have a dream that when young children will not quote harry potter's political theory and that they will read the gulag archipelago and night in the same classroom yeah oh we had to read night Jeez, that book um josh Hahn trotting out children for propaganda is straight out of nazi germany see hitler youth this is gross and a blatant attempt to change the culture. I'm also so fucking sick of these cultural Marxists. You and me both. Boogeyman 917. So David Hogg is a rich white man, plus he's far left, and he still didn't get into his desired university. <laughs> <laughs> Good Perhaps point. he should have studied more. Hmm. He forgot to check white privilege on the application. Yeah, he did. Yeah. AZ Archer, I really hope no one kills any of these morons. They will just become martyrs. Uh, this is something I'm seriously worried about. What about you guys? I don't think anybody's going to... Wait, is, are you talking about the kids? Yeah, I, I, that's what it sounds like. Yeah, I, 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 I would be I die completely shocked. shocked. People who want to defend gun rights are generally not crazy people who yeah. would do something like that. They, they're all pretty balanced, normal people that own guns like us. Yeah. A pie whack at one. I'm waiting to see which university decides to overlook his real qualifications and offers Hog a full ride scholarship. You know it's going to happen. Go for it. Yeah. That kid needs a spanking. Yes, he does, but he'd probably <laughs> like it far too much. Ah, good point. Jonathan Ferrier, I'm Sofa King. We Todd did that. <laughs> I won a math of it. What? He's Sofa. He's Sofa King. We Todded, you say? Oh. Yeah, wow. That's classic. That's like fifth grade stuff. I have actually never heard that before. Yeah, he's the he's the sofa king, man. He's he got all the sofas. Um, a sizable donation from Justin Lofton. No note though. Thank you. Thank you. A three sided coin again. I never sign my super chats with resident socialists, though I am. Ah, he ah. is the socialist. Wait, wait, what's the name one more time? Commit it to memory. Three sided coin. Three sided coin. We will. I'll remember to associate coin and money with taking away your money taking to give it money. to yeah. poor minorities. <laughs> yeah. Um, Steven Suarez, David Hogg belongs in a Helix Studios. I dare Matt to look up that site, but should trust it's a certain type of insult. Mm. I'm not going to do it right now because I'm afraid certain <laughs> sounds might play on my computer oh, no. if I did. I don't want that to happen. 
Uh, thank you for that, Stephen. Unconventional. Is it too late for David Hogg's mother to exercise her female reproductive rights? Hashtag Nazi pugged in Yeah, what did we, uh, you and I discussed this privately. I believe we called it a post-term abortion. Yeah, yeah. Like, can we uh. abort our kids and they're 17? <laughs> um, Static Wave says, gun lobbyists should start low-key sponsoring these events. I'd love to see at least one banner that says this event is protected by Armalite. Yeah, yeah. that'd be great. Tom Lobach, Matt and I met on a on Lone Peak, and before we oh. knew it, it was renamed Brokeback Mountain. Excellent. Oh, Lone Peak God. is the name of the um, the uh, the main mountain at uh, Big Sky, the ski resort. Um, that's pretty gay. Uh, oh, the gayest, yeah. Didn't you have a bromance there once? Uh, what do you mean? Didn't you like meet some dude that you're friends with there? Uh, well, I. I, I, I Wendy Johnson. I just feel like I'm revealing people's privacy. <laughs> I've been following you guys for well over a year. Another broad. All right. I'm Generation X, a faithful Patreon, uh, patron and a woman. Add me to your woman's list. I love you guys. Keep the good work. Number Thank you, eight Wendy. or nine. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate it. Michael Birch, what are your all opinions of Stargate? Uh, I, I have never seen Stargate. I, nor I have I. you haven't. You shouldn't um, ask me opinions about TV shows or movies because... I'm a TLC fan, <laughs> and my you. humor was greatly influenced by Ten Years of O'Neill. I'm mm. sorry, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I'd, I'd be shooting from the hip, man. But I appreciate it. We appreciate that, though. Bjorn says Matt and I have not made love. Just saying, keep up the good work. Excellent, thank you. <laughs> the one person Matt hasn't had sex with, uh, John Smith. Is it me or is Hog the perfect manifestation of the modern white faggot liberal? All chicken neck, skinny, <laughs> and pasty. So gross. I know. Sure. Oh, I wonder what he's going to look like when his balls drop. I think he's going to like fill out in the neck area. I don't know. It's amazing he, to me that it holds up his giant head. What is he, 18, 27? Nobody knows. <laughs> Nobody know. knows. All right, we got to get to Brittany, I though. I know, we, I know. First name, this should all be a wake-up call for anyone on the fence. There's no reasoning, no middle ground in negotiation with and no appeasing the far left. Not one fucking inch people right on. Hmm. Marilyn Pete, uh, no, no, thank you so much. Jetski 77, I think the YouTube ban is a shot, pun intended, at Crowder. They can't stand his influence, and he's sponsored by Walther. Walter. Uh, Walther. Okay, I didn't know that. That would. That's uh, that's an interesting angle. Yeah. Um, Raggle Fraggle. Matt and I made love in high school. He got his rocks off in my direction. If you know what I mean. I would love for somebody <laughs> to, tell, to tell me the origin story of this. I don't even know. If anyone remembers. If anyone yeah. remembers thank. Yeah. Thank you. Rodzilla five three three two. Um, Pigeon did a video on white left Bezo pronounced bite saw. Oh, he hmm. did. He did. That's right. Also, did you see the meme um, by RT called Hillary slips into a meme? It's hilarious. <laughs> I'll have to check that it's really, out. Really, really funny. Yeah. Uh, James Bircher asked a coworker today which rifle was deadlier, Ann Barr or an AR, and they went with the AR based on a picture. I'm sorry, but 3006 full auto crushes a 233 semi. Can I trade my AR for a bar then? Um, yeah, the truth is that, you know, there's really not a firearm that exists that's pleasant or healthy to get shot by. That's... <laughs> Yeah, you know, that's kind of the. the it's almost uh, as if the, it's the point of guns to cause destruction or something. I don't know. Yeah, but that's a point they use in their favor. But they, they, but that's the thing is they don't. To the extent they don't believe in good and bad, they just view everything as bad if they don't You're like right, it. Right. Like there is a such thing as a justified and or good killing or or um, uh, yeah, defense, like the defensive Maryland behavior. Shooter, geez. Yeah. Adam C.C. Goy says, your show is the perfect way to end a stressful week. I had to expedite my move from Ohio to Arizona to be with my girlfriend because I lost my job. Oh, no. My last three days were spent driving cross country. Well, I hope it was a good drive. It sounds like yeah. it was a safe drive. I'm and sorry about that. Thank you. Going. I hope everything works out. Appreciate it. 
Um, last one it looks like is from I'm a faggot. No fatties when blonde is fur. That's true. They get the catapult. Uh, Hold on though. You are there's, fake news. Very blonde. fake. There's one more from WW. There's, and last one, Kevin yeah. Hogg is from WW. Yeah. yeah. Kevin Hogg was one of the laziest agents I've ever dealt with. It's no wonder his kid is a narcissistic sociopath. Love you. Wow. Guys. I wonder if that's, oh, I, wonder I wonder if that's, that's legit. Yeah. Kevin Hogg being David Hogg's FBI father. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you all. You guys wow. were so, um, so generous in the super chats tonight. We appreciate it. Appreciate it guys. Uh, so we'll get to what everybody wants to listen to, which is, um, which is Brittany Pettibone talking about uh, her UK detainment. But uh, we appreciate all you guys with the super chat and then the live chat, keeping us on track uh, as best we can. We appreciate you. If you're listening later um, on YouTube or in an audio platform, thank you kindly as well for supporting the show. Uh, remember, if there's more, uh, if you're looking for more to listen to, there is more material on the audio platforms. You can listen to the call-in show and some other materials. Um, that's all on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher. They're all linked conveniently in the description for you you can email us that's beauty and the beta at gmail.com we will be back next sunday because if it's sunday sorry chuck todd it's not meet the press it's beauty and the beta Brittany pettibone coming up next and i finished the read before the the music comes in give me some filler hey caesar hi caesar <laughs> all right um we'll just go with dead air that's fine <laughs> Appreciate it, guys. (laughs) Thanks a lot. author and political commentator, Brittany Pettibone. Hi, Brittany. Hi, how are you guys doing? Good, it's been a while. You were on my channel months ago, and then I think I did something on your channel a few months ago, but, it, but it's been a while since we've done something together, so it's good to see you here. So I'm very happy to be back. Thanks so much for having me. Of course. Um, I guess we should start at the beginning. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about why you were detained and, and how that happened? A little bit about the detention center, because I heard sure. you describe it, and it, it sounds just like a prison. <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy. So I'll just give a a super quick rundown because I'm sure a lot of people have heard the story a million times by now, yourselves included. So just the reasons we were detained were separate. I wanted to go interview Tommy Robinson. Wow, wild. And Martin (laughs) Martin wanted to go and give a speech at Speaker's Corner because for the second time he was invited by Young Independence, which is a UKIP youth uh, group, and to give a speech and it was shut down by security. Uh, There were security risks. So Antifa threatened it and they had to shut it down. Were they threatening on Twitter? Excuse me? 
were um, was Antifa is- issuing threats on Twitter or how yeah, are they? I guess they were calling the venue. So the second time they kept the venue secret somehow. I'm not really sure how they figured out where it was going to be held. And they started threatening it and the venue pulled out. And so they were like, OK, we can't have our event because we don't have a venue. So that's kind of why. And then when he announced he was going to speak at Speaker's Corner, they set up this whole counter protest on Facebook. They were all tweeting about it on Twitter, about how they were going to shut it down by any means necessary. So they were you know, inciting violence. They're probably could have been something that occurred had it gone through just because that's the way they are but uh so those were the separate reasons and they also like included that uh for me that my boyfriend is a member of generation identity which is a right-wing movement i don't really know so the the association was part of it then too Oh, absolutely. They were well, asking me about like Defend Europe and Generation Identity. They, they, they were basically just trying to find anything they could use to keep me out of the country. Uh. Because him, I think uh, they were just like, you, you know, you going there will incite violence, even though we've never incited any kind of violence. We're very peaceful. It's always from the opposing side. But yeah, they just pulled something out of a hat like, oh, Tommy Robinson. Well, you know, he's a bit spicy, so we'll yeah. just use that. But in the end, it just made my interview with him, you know, way more people see it. Yeah, it was perfect, yeah. yeah, it was the perfect interview to do because it was all about how he's been persecuted by the state throughout his whole um, kind of life of, of uh, speaking out against Islam. So it was the perfect interview. And I'm glad that his story is being heard by more people now. Did they but, ask you about your association with Lauren? They didn't know at that point that she was going to come, did they? No, no. She made a periscope uh, as soon as she heard that we had been detained saying, you know, I'm supposed to go to the UK in a couple of days. Am I going to be detained? And so I think they were kind of waiting for her. And it was interesting, the video, uh, the social experiment that she did that they used to as an excuse to ban her from the country, you know, on the grounds of racism, even though Islam is in a race. I actually participated in that as well. I think she's <laughs> going to drop the video very soon. It, it, it was crazy, the whole experience. But I think they were just looking for anything. What can we use? What can we use? So they didn't and, bring that up to you at all. The reason that they supposedly oh, detained her, they didn't even mention in your entire line of questioning. Nope. That's how no. you know it's bullshit. Not that I thought yeah, that it was legitimate anyway. Thing. I mean, I even called the American embassy and the guy was like, well, Americans are banned all the time, but it's usually a visa issue. It's This is very unique. It's not really, oh, we don't want you to interview this person or your political opinions we don't agree with. It's always, you know, usually a visa issue. So that, it, it's a very interesting situation, the entire thing. But uh, do you have an idea why, why it turned out to be so long like yeah, three days to me that. seems insane That's i understand maybe they don't like period, yeah they don't but... like you they want you to go away i get it but three but days was in and out in like what seven hours something like that yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, that's the thing. Martin was saying, okay, if you don't want us in the country, fine, but you have no right to keep us here. We want to leave. So we right. landed on Friday uh, around between like noon and 1 p.m. and we wanted to fly out Saturday. The rules are you can buy your own flight if you fly out on the same airline. Ours was EasyJet. The mm-hmm. thing is they didn't want to. We, we landed in Luton Airport and they there were only flights out on Saturday from Heathrow. And they were like, oh, it's too much, you know, bureaucratic red tape. It's too much paperwork. We don't want to have to bring you there and let you fly out on Saturday. So you're going to take an evening flight out using EasyJet on Sunday evening from Luton Airport. The thing is, where we stayed, the Kohlenberg Bypass detention facility is right next to Heathrow. So it's not like it would have been a big deal to to drop us at Heathrow. Because Martin especially really didn't want me to stay there. I didn't want him to stay there either. But if you, like, Google this Kohlenberg Bypass, there's a history of violence. People have been murdered there. One guy was, like killed by another guy with his bare hands. So we're like, um, you know, we don't really- Just trying to give a speech and do an interview. 
it, it was crazy. But it was also they, they were aware something could have potentially popped off because the the warden or manager he met with us uh, individually. Um, as we were entering the facility, because we came in at different times and was saying, don't talk about who you are, don't talk about your political views. We want to avoid a quote-unquote disturbance. So hmm. that also raised but a couple questions. they brought you there. They right. made this disturbance. They made you effectively a political prisoner for a short period of time. Wow. I presume what they were asking you, as you said, or at least were political questions. Yeah. So how is it that I mean, I guess it's, this isn't the same guy who's asking you the questions, but it's weird that there's apparently like conflicting advice or conflicting thoughts right. within the people who are working in the same for the same force basically yeah the whole thing was i think not very well planned and just kind of they didn't really know what they were going to do with us when we arrived obviously since we announced beforehand through a youtube video that we were actually going to come we were on a list so it was basically they rang us up oh we found them let's take them back and, and question them and find any reason to keep them here the whole thing wasn't really planned out and they kind of just did things i think so mm -hmm. I mean, even with our immigration statements, the whole thing was like misspelled. People were like, this has to be fake. Oh, and yeah, I, I saw that I circulating like, Twitter. I'm sorry. Like, yeah. they misspelled United Kingdom on Lawrence. I <laughs> That's great. Actually, someone looked that up and did some research on it because he was like, I really want to see if this is a common thing. It actually is. They misspell all the time. So, and I saw and on Twitter that they had used a form, uh, like a previous immigration yeah. form. Yeah, they, certain things are in form, but then they obviously have to change the reasons why you're being detained in your banned country. But ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, even if we did forge it, we wouldn't have made spelling mistakes. <laughs> yeah, more yeah. careful yeah. than that. Yeah. yeah. So, um, could you tell us a little bit more about the line of questioning? I know Lawrence talked a lot about it, and I was, you know, I was uh, totally fixated on what she was saying because I, I can't believe they they held her under Schedule Seven and then told her dad that that's that they knew she wasn't a terrorist. Yeah, so were they asking so smart for recording that. Recording it, so yeah. smart. So were they asking you questions about your political orientation the whole time? Was, was the entire interview about your politics? Yes, it was all about my politics and Martin's and then why we wanted to enter, what we wanted to do that, or exactly what I was going to do because I was actually staying a couple days longer than him because I had all these interviews set up with people. So basically we were only going to do something together on Sunday when he gave a speech. I would obviously go and make a video about it, but I had all sorts of other things set up. So I told them about all of that and then they yeah, were asking me about uh, his movement and yeah, the whole thing was political. It wasn't. And it, it lasted about like 45 minutes. The guy was fairly nice. I didn't feel intimidated. I mean, for Lord, it must have been way more intense because it was like you're being questioned under Schedule 7 and you don't even have to remain silent. Interestingly enough, though, they never offered me the option of a solicitor, which is not Ooh. right. Hmm. Yeah. Did they, did they ask you any questions about violence, like actual crime? Or is it all just what your thoughts are, what your ideas are? what your associations are. That's sort of Yeah, stuff. I mean, like surrounding the Defend Europe mission, they were asking, uh, like they kind of, uh, as I remember, as I recall, they alluded to, to that being a bit violent. Because the thing is, if you look at the mainstream media, it makes it sound like, oh, Lauren and Martin, they were shooting flares at migrants. The whole the whole mission was was revolving around uh, cutting off, you know, dying migrants from being from being rescued, which it mm -hmm. wasn't. So the whole thing has been misconstrued, and that's why when you look at this, you would, you would think they were some kind of terrorist organization, but they're not. Well, yeah. The entire thing was peaceful and legal. At least, but at least there was some action tied to that. You know, like if they're yeah. if they're just interrogating you on the thoughts in your head, I mean that that's that's 
That's just uh, that's a thought police state. That's bizarre. Yeah. I mean, it at least so in the case insane. of action, I can understand where they're coming from, but mm-hmm. strange. And so even wild. with you can just see you can just see like the UK, the state it's in. I mean, with Count Dankula now being found yeah. guilty over a joke, it's. I mean, all of this happening in succession maybe is a good thing because it'll make other people aware of right. how authoritarian their their country is becoming. But it really is scary. This Count Dankula thing. I mean, I really didn't believe that he was going to get charged. I I couldn't. What, what what was he even charged with? Gross offenses? That was the, the yeah, yeah being grossly like offensive. And so he's not going to know what what happens to him for another month. Yeah, April twenty third, I believe, is when he'll learn of his sentence, whatever that may be. But it's just it's crazy. This whole trial has gone on for like two years. So yeah, it's been just a pain in his side, I'm sure. He's always in good spirits too, but yeah. I, I heard him talking about how he can't get a job and how this has just made his life kind of come to a standstill. It's so unfair to do this. For somebody that it's, it's obvious it's a joke, and he prefaces it, is it in the beginning of the video. He talks about how like I wanted to make this adorable dog something terrible, so I, I taught him yeah. how to look like a Nazi. I mean, it's just it's just clear. It's very clear what the intent was. So it's, it's fairly clearly humorous, and people didn't have a problem with it, even though it went viral. It, you know, in the comments, like no one was like, I'm grossly offended. <laughs> yeah. And so there. what if you are to close the window? Yeah. If you are too yeah. damn bad, you know. know. Like, just my just God. Out. Watch it. Yeah. Oh so we also wanted to ask you some questions. We uh, saw your video with Lauren and Martin about how you're suing the UK. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? <laughs> yeah, that was a bit like sensationalized. You know, we, we wanted to be a bit cheeky there. But so we have all the same lawyer who's um, offered to represent us. And she thinks that it'll be a lot stronger with the three of us because obviously it's weird that it happens so close together. Plus, we're all very good friends. Obviously, I'm dating Martin, but we're very good friends with Lauren. And she thinks we have a very strong case. I can't really speak to Lauren's side of it, although she does have uh, a strong case as well. But for us, uh, the lawyer is going to appeal on three different points for us, which I can't mention yet. I can't give away too much. But it's um, she's putting together a lot of stuff right now, is going to send it to Martin and me, and then we obviously have to fill it out to, to proceed. But we've had a couple phone calls with her, and she's very confident, and she just she really wanted to take this case because she thinks it's just so bizarre that this is happening. <laughs> Like, like, especially, you know, her living there and seeing the things that, that other people get away with, you know, particularly if they're like Muslims or something like that. Um, like, for example, just just one example that's very recent is, you know, the Telford uh, sex grooming gang. Yeah. He, the, the whole ringleader of it had a 22 year prison sentence and he's due to be released just five years into it. Mm-hmm. And, and he's the ringleader of this whole thing. It's just it's absolutely amazing what, what these people get away with. Yeah, but two white conservative girls come in and suddenly their borders work. Yeah, I know. And it was hilarious because when this happened, you had all the, you know, blue checkmark uh, liberals or leftists on Twitter like, ah, you know, now uh, we want you out. Borders, uh, have strong borders. And it was just it was really funny because it's like we've never we've never spoken out against people legally immigrating somewhere or going to visit a country legally. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. And so it's very different. We're against illegal immigration. Someone just going to the country and staying there forever. So it was just ridiculous. Yeah. I'm gl- the argument. But they, they were very proud of themselves. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm glad you spoke to that because I wanted to ask you about that. Because every, every blue check I saw was saying some iteration of that. Look at these hypocrites. Yeah. They want tighter borders, but there they are complaining about being blocked at the border. But yeah, I mean, to me, that seems like the obvious distinction. You know, you, you went there under a premise that you were going to be let in and you were trying to do, you had no intention of breaking the law. You had no intention of abusing anything. And yet you're, yet you're detained for three days. I don't know why they, 
can't seem to make that distinction, but mm-hmm. uh, for whatever reason, I guess not. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. Lauren and I actually made a video on it. I think she'll put it on her channel soon, but we were just reading these tweets and some of them are just hilarious. <laughs> but I don't understand why. I mean, if they expected we were coming, because obviously they did, our names were on a list. Why not just like put out a statement? You're not welcome here. Don't come. Like why right. put us through all this? Yeah. You know, and I don't, I, I would guess that you probably, you would, you would find that to be stupid, but I don't think you would complain and say they have no right to do this. You know what I mean? I'm just guessing. Like, if, if they had done something like that, how would you respond to them doing that? Yeah, I mean, if they had just done it and gone through and found some reason, okay, we're banning you. Yes, we probably would have tried to uh, turn it over in some way, but at least it wouldn't have been this. I mean, they kind yeah. of shot themselves in the foot in the way that they did this. Uh, because how could there not be some kind of reaction to it the way they treated us? Right, but they just expected nothing to happen. Like, this wasn't going to become a giant story now, you know? It, it would have been a le- less of a big deal if they would have just let you in and let you do your normal thing with Tommy Robinson. But now yeah. all eyes are on this interview. I don't know how many views it has, but I'm certain it's more than it would have been if they didn't do it. Yeah, this. and a lot of people have uploaded it, actually, just in case it was taken from my channel, like Black Pigeon Speaks, and it has, I think, like 100,000 on his. It has over 100,000 on mine, and then other people have uploaded it. So everyone's seeing it. It's perfect. Good. That's great. Yeah, yeah. Streisand effect. So is there a yeah. precedent for this? I know Roosh V was banned. Um, who else? Michael Savage, a few others. Have any of them filed suit? I think Pamela Geller, Richard Pamela Spencer. Geller. There's been a lot of people banned uh, a long list. Uh, I think just the main difference from them is they were they were told, I think, beforehand. I, as I recall, I don't think any of them were detained. Of course, I don't think that that anyone should be banned from a country if they're not going there to incite some kind of violence or terrorism or do something that genuinely is going to cause harm to the people there. If you're just going there to express your freedom of speech, which obviously the UK doesn't have now, but if you're going to do that in a peaceful manner, you shouldn't be banned. I think some people have questioned, actually asked this question, why was so much noise made about them when other people have been banned? I think the only difference is that uh, it was such a bizarre circumstance because we were detained or Lauren was questioned under Schedule 7, and that's what made it so you know, outrageous the whole thing. But obviously, uh, no one uh, of these people that you've mentioned, I don't think there are grounds really to ban them. Hmm. Do you have any tips on how to get banned? Truth be told, I'm very <laughs> yeah. jealous of all he of you guys. I think it's, right after this happened, I think it's very like, cool. I'm so jealous. This is so sweet. I, I actually would like to go visit England at some point, but I'd also like to be banned. I think that sounds, that's a, that's a, that's a resume point. Well, I guess maybe make a video beforehand announcing your intentions to go there. Give some kind of speech that is uh, more leaning to the right. And yeah, and if if there's a lot of Antifa noise around it, I'm sure they'll they'll be looking in your direction soon enough and try to ban you. But um, uh, on the other hand, if you want to get in, uh, maybe try hanging from the back of a lorry. Maybe put on a huge outfit. <laughs> yeah. like well, yeah, this is this right is in. this is what Throw I was thinking. It's like, yeah. what are they going to do if Tommy Robinson starts a grooming gang? Then they're really in a tough <laughs> spot. What are they going to do? Uh, they'll exactly. have to look. Definitely. I don't know. Will they look the other way? Will they yeah. bust it up? Who knows? You should just start walking around in a hijab. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so, what are the future plans for your channel and your activism? Are you giving any speeches coming up here? Yeah, there are a couple I've I've been invited to give. Uh, some some of them will be after the summer, though. Uh, none coming up. I had a couple. I had one recently, but not till like the fall. As I know, I do have a secret project coming up that I can't really talk about yet, but it's going to be amazing if all goes according to plan. So that'll be sometime during the summer. And then for now, I'm just doing my my regular videos, finishing up my time in Vienna. I, I'm going back to the U.S. in like two weeks. 
and yeah, just some regular stuff, some big projects, but not yet. For now, I'll just do my my regular stuff. Gotta fight this um this ban. We'll see if it can be overturned. I honestly don't even know if I'm permanently banned because they only gave Martin an appeal. They never gave me an appeal. So what? who knows? Do they you know why? No, I think because he's an EU citizen, so it, it's oh. really a lot more difficult for them to say you're not allowed in. But I'm an American, so different. But yeah, so I, I don't even know. They didn't clarify there. So we'll see. Yeah, uh, a, a lot to do. But um, yeah. Well, thank <laughs> you so you much for yet. taking time out of your day. I know we got you at no nighttime. So. <laughs> oh, no worries. It's it's actually, yeah, it's perfect for me doing the, the interviews at night. I try to get good lighting so I'm not like in the dark how I used to be. <laughs> so I, I hope it looks fine and everything. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, guys. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, uh, real quick, uh, if people are looking for your stuff, looking for your work, obviously I'll link your YouTube channel, I'll link your Twitter. Um, is there another spot for to, to send people to find your stuff? Yeah, my website is just Brittany Pettibone. Uh, uh, if you talk about Brittany Pettibone, my website should come up. That link's everything so it's kind of the epicenter for all of it but you youtube and twitter are the best uh oh we got robots yeah we lost you for like five seconds but youtube and oh. twitter are the best you said yeah youtube and twitter okay. are the best cool all right awesome thanks, thanks Brittany. i really appreciate it yeah thank you Talk have a good night guys. everybody <laughs>